Ross. My name is Macho. And I'm still Nico. Still? I thought you were yeah. changing that. Uh, no, 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 no. You are the one that's going to change co-hosts before I change my name. Am I? Because, yeah, well, I need Nico as a co-host because I'm just too used to it now. So if I replace <laughs> you, it has to be with another Nico. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so as long as you keep the name, I think we're good. Okay, okay, I'll keep the name then. I never okay. crossed my mind to change it, so it should be fine. Well, I mean, but now that it's out there, like, are you considering it or? Nah, I'll keep it. I'm used to this. <laughs> 27 freaking rotations around the sun with the same name gets you used to it. Listen, we haven't proven that it's rotations around the sun, okay? I think. Okay, okay. my bad. Okay, well, 27 <laughs> years? <laughs> oh, oh, Lord, what an episode wow. we had this week. We're just off the rails already. I mean, it's that time of year, right? It's just, we're, we're, we've given up, <laughs> is what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Uh, it was nice, because after the interview, this is the first time that we just, like, hung out with a guest for a few hours after the interview. Yeah, we great. had an actual after party. Yeah, pretty much. With some after party stories, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's the part two, so tune in for that whenever it happens. Someday, someday. Uh, tell us who we have this week. This this week we have um, what is known as a grill on the internet. Oh, um, shoot. No, I'm kidding. We have an actual girl, the first girl on the podcast. And she is um, a musician, a violinist. And she's called Bridget Fiddle on most of her uh, social media. And she's also, fun fact, the girlfriend of Eric's drum, a previous guest we've had. It's true. Yeah, And uh, what we didn't really go into during the interview, because it's it's kind of awkward to just pump someone's tires the whole time, but she's actually incredible at violin. Like, she's really good. I bet she is. She told us about how she played in front of a bunch of people. And she has I mean, a lot yeah. of great stories and gets, like, gets a lot of work, or used to, thanks to Corona. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really fascinating interview. She She has lived many different things, and I think that it brings it all together to make her like a great person and great musician. Yes. No, she, she's really awesome. And it's funny cause I, it, it's not like, you know, she's touring the world with Ed Sheeran or something like that. And it's not like she's on the front page of YouTube, but she does have videos with several millions of views out there. So like that's, yeah. you know, probably the biggest guest we've had, but it's someone that I knew before music was even really solidified as a career. Mm-hmm. so i just remember like hanging out with her and eric in the in a, in a friend's basement and just kind of vibing and it's like oh yeah you're cool i like you as a person well yeah and but... then all of a sudden it's like oh you're on youtube with like six million views <laughs> like okay amazing Wait, what do you mean you're playing a stadium in front of ten thousand people what but you would know how difficult it is to live from music uh being a, like you have toured and you've tried it yeah and uh so to her to be able to make a career out of playing an instrument and liking it so much I feel like that's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, there, there's a lot of qualities that you need in order to do that. And most of those are qualities I do not have. <laughs> Which is why am, you're a school teacher. <laughs> that's right. And that's honestly, fair. I'm happier for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Not every musician is a touring musician or not every musician is part of a band. Well, anytime someone's thinking of a career... You only think of the end game, right? You don't think of the road to get there. So it's like, oh, I want to be an actor. I want to be an athlete. I want to be a musician. They make millions of dollars and they get to do what they love. It's like, yeah, 
but there's also a large period of time where they're not making millions of dollars and they're barely making enough to get by. So in order to get to that end destination, which is a very, very rare thing to happen, you got to go through a lot of nonsense. Yeah. There's like, there's more than just music. That's the career like that, but it is part of like most creative jobs. Yeah. Creative and athletic jobs are like that. You have to go through thick and thin before you actually can make it. And a really low few amount just really, really make it. And I mean, we'll look at someone like XQC who literally had 150,000 people <laughs> watch him open Pokemon cards. I watched some of that. It made me nostalgic. So <laughs> it made me yeah. so nostalgic. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know what? He's got 150,000 people watching him open Pokemon cards and I don't. And he has grinded to get there and he's done the streams that we do of like three people watching and stream elements is the only person keeping you company in chat and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy. Too, some people don't go past that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going to be me and that's fine. I've accepted it. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm not going to make it a career, but if you set out to make something a career like that, there's a chance it doesn't work. And I don't know. It, it'll rarely work out. The people who like make it tend to do it out of passion. I find that's true, but I also, Okay, I feel sorry. Okay. I feel yeah. <laughs> um, I shit. My girlfriend's knocking uh, up, upstairs, and it kind of just threw me <laughs> off my idea. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, we also the scale of our let's say let's call our Twitch careers. The scale of yeah. our careers might be um a lot lower, but I feel like if we do keep doing it out of passion and uh and enjoying it as a hobby, we will grow slowly. And like not to XQC scales, but I feel like if we did it for many years in a row, we still would see some growth um, on our channels personally, but just not I mean, as you much. You would see a certain amount of growth. It. Yes, <clears throat> like there's pretty much no way to do something consistently and not either improve or grow at it. Yeah, but I I truly think from the bottom of my heart there is no way I can make a career of this. Oh yeah, yeah, fair. And there's also no way that I would make a career of it either. <laughs> like, it basically, <laughs> we were joking earlier, we were browsing through Cameo, the website where you can give custom shoutouts, and we saw some prices that were like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, a little absurd. How do you justify charging $700 for a 30-second video? And it's like, they probably don't want to do it, and they charge that price because, well, I don't want to do it, but if you'll give me that much money, then yeah, I'll do it. That's what Twitch would have to do for me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of nowhere, just Godfather offer it and be like, hey, so you can't refuse this offer. It would, you, it would have to be Twitch coming to you to be a partner instead of you applying to be a partner. <laughs> yeah, like it, it just, it's a series of elements that just don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And it's good I'm, to like know your expectations and to know your yeah. scope. Yeah. I just want to have fun and do D&D once in a while and do music. Yeah. Because I'm going to do music regardless, so might as well turn on... I Actually, I did a music stream where I didn't even turn on the cam. It was just audio only. Oh, shit. Ableton, Poggers. Yeah, it was fun. Made uh, some piano yeah, nice. music. That's great. So how are so you... what happened this week? Oh, a lot of things happened this week. We had an interview with... Okay, I'm kidding. We just talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played a lot of freaking different games on stream this week, and it was pretty, pretty litty lit. Yeah, Divinity was interesting. Divinity was, uh, I think that that's going to need some honing, like a, a dull sword or something. We're going to have to get it back to 
the shiny or something if we want the the playthrough to go smoothly. <laughs> yes, sir. But that was yeah, that was something. Let's hope this Monday, um, it will have gone better. Well, just technicality wise, like yeah. there were so many technical difficulties. Yep, we'll figure it out. I'm sure. I'm it's, sure we will. It's a first playthrough for two players, so that's hard as well. They have to understand yeah, the mechanics. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But also, I've started playing Skyrim and Doom Eternal this week on stream. Yes, sir. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Doom Eternal is f- so good. I knew I'd it love really it. Is. But I'm yeah. like so enjoying the mechanics. It just works so smoothly. Um, the gameplay is exactly what you do of it. And uh, I read on some comments on YouTube. I've been uh, I've been trolling around YouTube to see some Doom Eternal gameplay a little bit because the master levels come out and it's master levels are like the super hard levels and some people can complete them without dying, which is insane to me. <laughs> but um, I read this one comment that said, uh, Doom is the only game where the monsters hear the boss music when you show up. <laughs> and true. I thought that That's was really funny. Yeah, and it feels so good. But uh, congratulations in software on having such a good track record and making such great games. Yeah, that's like one of the games I paid full price for. And I was like, yep, I'm good with that. Yeah, probably. Like, no problems there. <laughs> I got a good deal out of it and I'm really happy I'm playing Oh, for it. sure. Just I, I, I'm glad I got it when I did because I got it at the start of quarantine. Mm-hmm. I remember. And if I waited for a sale, I wouldn't have been able to play. <laughs> like right now, you mean? Yeah, like now I don't have time. I don't that's play a, video games anymore. That sucks. Yeah. Your online presence is uh, dwindling. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've I know. played a game off stream in a long time. That's probably fair because you, when you, your free time, you spend it watching things with your girlfriend and like spending time with the people you like rather than playing video games. I troll a lot of chats in my free time too. I have fun yeah. with that. <laughs> Enjoy hanging out on Twitch. Saying yeah, hi it's to fun. People. So we did that. We did the Divinity. You played some Doom. Anything I else did. going on this week? Um, Still no news about work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The weekly update. Oh, I learned yesterday as well that Sam listens in every week and he's up to date. And so I just yes. want to give him a shout out and uh, I really, really like it. Yeah, for sure. He was the first person that like found the little Easter egg I put in one of the episodes. Nice. Yeah, no, uh, shout out to Sam. The guy's awesome. Yeah, and he genuinely does like the podcast, too. He's not just like pumping our tires because we do have friends that are like, hey, good job on the pod. I'm going to not listen now. Yeah, exactly. Which or- is fair. Like, whatever. I gave it a shot. I liked it, but I don't listen to podcasts regularly, so I'm not exactly. going to listen to Yeah, That's always appreciated as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I learned that he's like, he's up to date and everything, and that made me really happy. That's all. So I wanted yeah, to sure. shout him out. Our goal here is to please Sam. That's, that's really all I'm trying yeah, to accomplish. The, this podcast is brought to you by Sam and made for <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Actually, I did look up a, a Samu World Records yesterday just, just to see if my boy's still on top, and you know he is. He is, yeah. <laughs> He's keeping that record for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it, it's not close either. It's like a 30-second difference or something like that. Like, he's he's got this. Wow. Pretty, pretty much ended the game. This guy just... Yeah, he really... <laughs> he Thanos snapped the game. Yeah, he's just like, mm, no, you <laughs> thought you had a chance. You you do not. Basically, uh, he's like the giant friend I gave you guys in D&D. Basically, yeah. That's Sam. If Sam, like, oh. if Sam wants to feature on the D&D, he has to play that giant. That's right. He's <laughs> like, hey, yeah, don't try to hurt me. That's not going to go well for <laughs> you. 
My AC Sam. is higher than all of yours. Yeah, even the fighters. Oh, yeah. Also not close. So, yeah. yeah I needed to find D &D. a way to introduce him where you guys didn't immediately try to attack. Yeah, I think, did you not mention, well. was that after party conversations? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was after the pod. Sometimes I don't know what's recording and what's not because. I know, I know. Because we're so seamless, you know? That's <laughs> true. And to be fair, I don't put on a personality for the podcast. Well, that's that's exactly <laughs> I'm what I meant. literally just myself. Like, we're just yeah. chatting and talking, and we could have that on or off record most of the time, and I would still act the same. Uh, but yeah, that, that uh, giant, we were looking for giants, and you introduced him in the best way, I think, for us not to fight him, because uh, our, our boys were like, we're looking for freaking giants, and we're looking to fight. Yes. <laughs> And so it and was like, perfect. Okay, and they're going to get an encounter. It's going to be rough. And then a little bit of help. I felt like we were ahead of the Yetis, but. <laughs> you think. <laughs> Psych, you thought. Okay, okay. Well, I. For the first round, I was literally like, I'm going to not take my multi attack just to give them a chance here. Okay, okay. Hey, man, the story. You, you made me think I was winning. So <laughs> you yeah. did your damn job. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> now that I think about it, being a DM D and D is to make your players think that they're winning all the time. <laughs> pretty much, it's like to keep them in disbelief for four hours. <laughs> and th that's what I need people to think about D and D is you can't treat it like a video game where it's like everyone is yeah. trying their hardest to win. If I was doing that. I would win by design because yep. the first rule in the Dungeons Master Guide and the Player's Handbook is the DM is correct. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what the rest of the rules say. The DM is correct. If you roll a 28 and I say it doesn't hit, that means it doesn't hit. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I that can also win. Means, that also means you're going to lose players real fast. But... Absolutely. <laughs> that would be so stupid. But, like, it's not me versus you guys. It's yeah, me telling no. a story to you guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I understand that nuance, and I love it. I love the like. It took me a while to understand, and I'm. I gotta be honest. I prefer like I like the the statistics aspect of it of like chasing mm -hmm. better gear and getting stronger and oh, all yeah. that stuff. But uh, the more I play, the more the role playing becomes interesting and fun, and uh, a whole like it's it's an integral, 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 yeah, integral part of like a, a big good D and D adventure. And the thing about gear is. It's really hard to get good gear. I know. I know. It's, it's like, really expensive and really rare. It's because we've been desensitized to how mundane magic items are in Diablo and shit. It's like, oh, yes. magic item? I don't loot that anymore. And then in D&D, &D, it's like magic item? And then you see yeah. the poggies walking around being like, oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand. Or like when, when you guys are in the magic shop being like, so I got a plus one longsword, but what if I got a plus two longsword? It's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, just give me 50,000 gold. And it's like, whoa, wait, what? It's like, yeah, yeah. What about the plus three? Do you want to know how much that one is? Like, it's crazy. It is. It goes exponentially, but the levels also go and the power creep yeah. is kind of exponential. So it works out. Good times, though. The you you D &D met the guy is... who was like, hey, the story's this way. D&D is great. Oh, you, you got, gave us an encounter that was uh, favorable for mages with three giants at the beginning. Yes, and that was just like, I felt, I felt like I did a good job. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready for that wall of fire. Like no? the city was going to get breached. Nah, man. 
<laughs> I was like, this is a perfect, yeah, anyways, <laughs> it felt good. Yeah. And they're ice giants too. So I was like, this has to be some kind of a, a little bit of a counter or something, make them melt or something. <laughs> no, it, uh, it didn't, but it did have the desired effect of keeping them outside of the city. Definitely almost killed the paladin though. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that move. It felt like such a freaking <laughs> Chad. Oh no, the leap was good. But the part where he's like surrounded by three frost oh, giants yeah, that yeah, are yeah. definitely not going to stand in fire just for fun. It's like, yeah, no, they're going to mess went, him up a bit. He went full Kratos on this one. But hey, he, he did. came out of it alive, which is... Sometimes I wonder how we managed to get out of those. <laughs> Shout out to Heal. Honestly, you were probably the MVP of that fight because you kept them out. You did a bunch of damage. Obviously, Phoenix's double fireballs did yes. most of the damage yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fireballs, let's not forget. But, about like, yeah, those. this was the mage encounter. <laughs> the, the dwarf fighters just looking around, like, so, uh, <laughs> anyone got some ale? <laughs> like, <laughs> anyone want some eggs? <laughs> I got some yeah. eggs and vinegar here I brought. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to go out. I'm going to not go out. It was fun. I enjoyed it. As did I. Uh, oh, now I actually have to prep because I've, I've had that encounter prepared for like three weeks now. Well, that's good. You're in a So I was just kind of once. sitting on it. <laughs> uh, but now yeah. I actually have to prep for D&D. We're going even further in the north. I hope Jon Snow is somewhere in there and we could do a, a little cameo or something. We luck out too because looking through the holiday calendar... Uh, our Wednesdays are like the 23rd and the 30th, which like aren't really Christmas holidays. So we can yeah. very feasibly do D&D on those days. Wow. We could actually do holiday D&D. Holiday yes, D&D. No, okay. Never mind. Yeah, so you're, um, that's gone a little too far. You got to reel it back in. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, man. So uh, at the end of the podcast, we're going to have an application form where you can apply to be the co-host. And that's right. <laughs> You know, you already know. You already do. So what about you? What Marvel movies have you been watching this week? Well, it's disappointing, but we haven't had a chance to watch any yet. Frick. That's disappointing. Later today, as we record this, we're going to watch Thor Ragnarok. Okay, well, tune in next week for the Marvel (laughs) hour. Yeah, we'll have a bunch more after this. But uh, Nice. No, as of this week. I watched. I wanted to watch Sonic, and I'm gonna watch it, but I haven't yet. But I did watch. <laughs> uh, are you a fan of Big Mouth on Netflix? Not watched it. You haven't watched it? Oh, no. if you like, if you like adult cartoons, not in a pervy it's way, like in the funny I way. I don't. I don't have time to watch anything. Oh, okay then. But Big Mouth is absolutely hilarious, and I would recommend it to anyone. And the most Shout hilarious part of it, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the actors in there. There's like Cat Dennings. There's a. There's a like there's a bunch of known personalities. It's a really good show, um, but the most fun part of it for me was my girlfriend's reaction at like how shocking the imagery is. Yeah, and it's it, like it just takes the cake. I laugh all the time. <laughs> she's like, <gasps> and then she laughs too. But <laughs> she's a little shocked at the subject matter sometimes, and I really I really love it. <laughs> now here's where I draw the line. Have you seen the movie Sausage Party? No, I haven't. I avoided that one. It's trash. It is. Yeah, it's probably it's just like so sausage bad. jokes and bun jokes like the whole time. It's it's nonstop cursing. Okay. And like that doesn't, it's like, relentless. That sucks. And it's like it. You're just trying to be offensive. And one, I'm not offended. But two, it's not funny. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, well, what are we doing here? Like, what's going on? It's the it's 
maybe the only movie that I've actually just stopped watching. Oh my god, okay. If I would have seen it in theaters, I probably would have walked out. Fair. Not because I'm offended. I'm just not entertained at all. It's yeah, like, yeah I understand the nuance. There's only so much entertainment you can get out of like a pack of hot dogs saying the F word. Pretty like much. Like 300 times. Nice. Like literally once every 45 seconds is I think what the, what the math was. Or something close to that. It's just like, okay. All right. Sure. I, oh, I, I get it. Another penis joke because you're a wiener. I, I get it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, well, I avoided it because I felt like I, my life wasn't missing much without that movie. It's no. Like, yeah, adult Pixar movie? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's definitely a pass. And I've seen some people like, oh, it was hilarious. And it's like, yeah, but you're dumb. So, <laughs> easily entertained. No well, offense if you like the movie. I like the movie if you do. But that to me I mean, was just Seth like Rogen the opposite is of funny for... comedy. He is. I like Seth Rogen. He's done some real funny stuff. But that's this a miss for it. you. I feel like Big Mouth is uh, the jokes are really like like elaborate and stuff. So they go a little further into silliness. Sure. And to me, that like that makes it really funny. And they don't overly swear. Like it's probably a graphic show entirely because it's yeah. for adults. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like as a teacher, you might you might find more value to it because Sam was actually watching it and he mm -hmm. says like, as a teacher, he really digs it because it's about <laughs> teenagers and yeah, like yeah. puberty and stuff. So yeah, that's funny. Shout out to one of the best shows on Netflix. I think the funniest. Oh, anyways. I, I do want to see the Queens gambit. Yeah. People have, I've heard more and more about it. I've I'm hearing that it makes chess popular again. And I feel like that's the kind of movements we need. Like we make chess great again and stuff like that. Yeah. Not make America great again. Make some silly like, oh, games. Fortnite? No, no. Bring chess back. Uh, yeah. Why not? I, I just imagine someone winning a chess tournament and doing like a Fortnite dance. It's like, oh no. Why not both? Hey man, if you can that's... be good at Fortnite and chess, I'm going to have a lot of respect for you, to be honest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, Fortnite might be bad for you, but you probably can appreciate the competitive aspect and like the execution aspect to it, the skill ceiling. Eh, it's a, okay. Eh, just to each their own. It's another one of those things that I'm like, yeah, like it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of de dedication to be good at it. I get it. I'm just, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's fair too. You're allowed to not care. <laughs> yeah. That's like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both opinions can exist. It's like when I see someone who makes something incredible in Minecraft. I'm like, yeah, that probably took a lot of time and dedication. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could probably respect the creativity behind it. It's like someone that makes a painting and you're like, yeah, that took, that took you a week to do. Cool, it looks good. Or it doesn't look good because you don't like that style of art. So it can, like, relate to the same things, in yeah. my opinion. It's like body painting. I'm like, yeah, yeah that, that probably took you a lot of time. That looks very difficult. I'm not into it, but yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I'm sure it was difficult. We're not like, I just don't much... have an appreciation for it. <laughs> like Bradley's movie. We're not the, <laughs> yeah. we're not the target audience. No, <laughs> and we shouldn't be. And that's okay. <laughs> exactly. No, it's been a quiet week for me. Most of what I've uh, been looking forward to is uh, my custom advent calendar. Yeah. You have been blessed by the gods of girlfriends and being loved. Because your girlfriend is really awesome. Shout out to Maddie. Yeah. Well, let's be real. I earned it by being absolutely incredible. Yes. Um, okay. It's not like it I goes just both fell ways. Out of my lap. Um, 
everything okay. good in life happens because I'm great. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you, you get do. to see this. No one else does. But this is the most recent one I opened. It's my Captain America D6. So it's got Whoa. like the shield on it, basically. Nice. Is it metal or plastic? Metal. Metal. Oh, that must feel so good. It's nice. So I, I've, uh, I've cracked the code, though. Oh, you cracked the code to her madness? I did. So basically... <laughs> Uh, what, what she did is since we can't be together this holiday season, she sent me a box and in the box are these individual envelope sleeve things and they each have an individual die in there. Now on the cover of each is a picture of something that I enjoy. There's some deer hunter albums. There's some superheroes. There's some letter Kenny stuff. I saw some chrono trigger. Ooh. Now it took me five days to crack the code because at first it can be anything. I didn't even know there was a code to crack. Yeah. But then I realized it was getting a lot of D4s. I was like, well, there's something to this. And then I noticed that after getting a couple of the same style, she has a set of dice. And in each new instance of that type, so like in each of the superheroes ones, I'm getting another superhero dice. So I have like a Captain America D4 and a Captain America D6. Ooh, so are And eventually you, oh, I get the I rest see. of the sets. Huh. So you're going to have a whole set of candy dice? Die? Yeah, I don't know how to I, say I got it. another. Uh, got another one of that. Um, this is my uh, my candy D six. It's red and yellow, oh, and it I, looks like okay. a jujube. I have one. Uh, one red. I have a set of red dice six that looks less good than that one, but makes me think of it. <laughs> oh, I uh, I also treated myself to buying Maddie a new Christmas gift. No way! You're buying her a new Christmas gift, like an extra one, because she's that cool. Well, kind of. So kind of. she. Like we can't buy gifts for each other because yeah, I'm I never tell her what to buy me, and <laughs> she's like I don't know. Get me this book, and I'm like okay, here's a twenty dollar book. Like what else do you want? And uh, she's like oh maybe a new webcam. Uh-huh. And I was like well that's cool because you've been using the webcam you have for almost the entire time we've been dating, which is ten years, and uh, I'm kind of sick of seeing you in seven twenty p. I want to see my girlfriend in crisp HD 1080p quality or 4K even. Imagine. That That's makes what sense. I did. I got her the same webcam I got. Nice. Oh, so great. it does go up to 4K. Discord doesn't, but that webcam does. And it also has a built-in mic that's better than the built-in mic that she's been using. So I'm like, oh, I can see and hear you again. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. T- talking about like tech, I had a, a family Zoom call this weekend. Ooh. <laughs> so... <laughs> It, it's it was really like it's wholesome and really fun everybody talks like what are you up to what's going on but uh my little cousin <laughs> shout out to rocket <laughs> he was there like as his own person so he would modify his background and <laughs> he put like the cat jam emote <laughs> banging behind him and it would confuse the adults so much <laughs> what a memer and at one point, he also had uh, Squidward's house as his background. <laughs> <laughs> and he got asked, like, where are you right now? <laughs> oh, so that was pretty goodness. funny. And also, uh, you talking about new webcam. My parents have had the same laptop for like 12 years, whatever, how old it is. Old. Sure. Um, and the webcam in that laptop was installed upside down. So they were upside <laughs> down for like... for the whole conversation until like you know software could always flip things so we showed them how to flip it and the mic on that thing is making me want to tell my dad to get like a new ipad or something just to up the quality of the of how we can hear them because it was horrible 
parents if you're listening to this get a like dad i'm gonna have to call you anyways <laughs> yeah i legitimately considered getting maddie like a nice condenser mic just so i can like hear her crisply <laughs> asmr maddie <laughs> yeah. but like honestly the i got the Re- logitech brio yeah. the built-in mic isn't that bad the brio is like the webcam yeah yeah okay well logitech makes great products so yeah they do hopefully uh it's 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 good enough yeah i mean it it should be i don't see why it wouldn't mm-hmm. uh but yeah i heard it last night i was like oh yeah that's that's cleaner there there's more to it it's not as muffled like basically nice. you know when you're hearing a phone call and like the microphone's covered by a piece of shirt or something like that and then they take it off and like oh that's better like it's still a phone call but like that's better yep that's the difference between the two call qualities nice clearer so, and easier to better, understand yeah. so exactly how's your league grind going you liking the new items um league grind is slow but i've been, i've actually stopped doing only normal games and i've hopped back into rank queue when i play league now alone okay and uh it's been it's been okay i win i win more than i lose i feel and uh the mundo the mundo is really really strong i <laughs> i can consistently be the high like top three farmers in the game in most of my games so I become a real big threat real fast, and that's really fun because Mundo goes where it pleases. So you can actually accomplish that that power fantasy. <laughs> and so uh, I've had really good games of knowing like my positioning and getting objectives. And he could solo dragon with like instantly with his W. But anyways, sure. yeah, Mundo is uh, my my fave pick lately, and I'm I'm trying still trying to figure out the builds, but I'm excited for season eleven. I feel like there's going to be a lot of a lot of wacky things going on, and I'm excited for that. I just, I can't shake the feeling that Duskblade needs a giga nerf. Probably. It's but that's why so I, I wait till like the actual season to, to see if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah, to set your expectations. But we do have our man, Hell's Phoenix, that has a bet with our friend, Hell's Fallen, about Oh, is he going up. through with that? I think so, they did. Because I asked him yesterday in voice chat, and he was like, yeah, dude, I have a bet with Nick with that. So. Um, I might have some ranking partners at least. <laughs> nice. Cause like he's like, I, I don't want to pump his tires too much. He's actually good at league. Yeah. Martin's got potential. Yeah. Like he's, he's really good at the game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not that he'll always pop off, but if someone pops off in a game, it's going to be him. Yeah. He, he sees the game, the, like the fights and stuff. He's really, really good at seeing where to position, how to be and like how to get kills. And if he yeah, works no, his, I, uh, uh, his macro game, his global like map game, it's yeah. over. Yeah, I'm not betting against him, that's for sure. <laughs> Speaking of betting, um, I've, been, like, I've been watching that on YouTube, but uh, Twitch came up with a prediction system for, for streams. Okay. And uh, I'm excited. It's like polls, but it's like uh, you could do that with your chat and you could be like, okay, is uh, the team going to... Um, is, or am I going to get a double kill this game, for example? Was oh, this the league? channel point thing? Yeah, and you can spend channel oh, okay. points and bet channel points. And I'm, I'm thinking about how I can make that happen, you know? So oh, I uh, need to scam people because I'm going to get some D&D one-shots coming up. Exactly, exactly. But you can either help the people that bet right or not. But No, uh, I, I won't be doing that. I won't no. be helping people. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I've I got to find something to where everyone bets against me. I've got points to spend, bro. So make make some predictions. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to steal your well, you and Mav's uh, chat point system, but I need to find a way to dump those points before people That's get fair. those one shots. But I mean, it wouldn't be stealing if you have your own homebrew 
way of doing it. Yeah, but I just like sounds your own sounds with I channel would, points listen i would have it turned off during D D, obviously that's so that when would it get used mm-hmm. <laughs> during divinity or 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 i could just not stream and then people can't gain points there it is there it is folks <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate strategy you could revoke your affiliate uh title and not have Ooh. channel points anymore. Just so all everywhere. I need to do is get banned. So all I need to do is listen to copyrighted music at all times. Boom. Silence forever. There we go. That's You're, it. We got figured it. Figured it out, guys. Tune in for the next <laughs> DMCA stream. <laughs> I bet it would take like a month for them to even realize. <laughs> oh, it would take so long. Especially at the size of streamers we are. <laughs> Well, plus I showed it to you yesterday. They released a new update for my pedal that I used to like plug yeah. in the computer and play guitar. And there's a bunch of new patches that I'm having a lot of fun with. Yeah, you told me some bands that were available there, and I'm like, dang, those. Well, like you heard the Mastodon one. It sounds yes. very similar. Yes, it's so good. And like that's considering I want a completely different guitar too. This is all just yeah, like yeah, digital yeah. processing. I haven't listened to that song in a while, and I was thinking I had I had a hard time figuring out um what tracks weren't yours let's say because I, yeah. but i didn't know it was the guitar but yeah my i screwed ear, up a lot of the parts <laughs> my ear had a hard time yeah no it really it, uh, i'm same. loving the new patches nice that's good at least you have time to make some music even if you yeah. don't have time to be on internet as much well i mean the the, the pedal i was hesitating to buy it because it, it was like 1700 bucks so like mm-hmm. it's for sure not cheap like that's a huge yeah. investment Oof. especially considering i've already invested like if i consider my pedals and my amp which this can functionally replace uh-huh. i probably invested close to four thousand dollars in those oh my god so to get another 1700 dollars one it's like ooh. but thanks to that i'm playing a lot more guitar than i would because we've been through this on the pod before it's just all unplugged from anyone who's not me and wearing headphones Say it just kind of makes me want to want to play more guitar and it makes it more accessible and I can do it without bothering everyone. Yeah. That's like would be my biggest worry. Like being a drummer, like bothering everyone, which Steve apparently didn't have (laughs) as a muscle of like worrying about other people's ears. (laughs) Well, when you're at your place and there's no neighbors, it's just your family members is a little different. That's, it's that's not like he sure. would be drumming at like 6 a.m., but we'd have we'd take a Saturday and it's like, well, we're jamming today. Yeah. The Saturday like, well, kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, we uh we wouldn't do it all the time, but when we would do it, it would be at his place. And it's like, yep, literally a blanket for its difference. So <laughs> tough. Listen, we got a great interview this week. Like we yeah. said, we got our first female on the pod. And uh, not the last, though. Be honest. Let be. Let's be. Let's be real here. I mean, let, let's hope not. <laughs> and it's not like we've been like, "What dudes can I get on?" And for this interview, it's not like it was like, "Oh, we need a woman on here." I was like, "I would really like to interview my friend Bridget." Yeah, pretty much. And I knew she would be a good guest, and I was right. <laughs> yeah. I she think it's a great, great, uh, great little interview, and. Uh, why don't you guys tell me what you think? Let's toss it over to my girl, Bridget Fiddle. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a special one for you today. Now, so far, 
it's been a sausage party. Let's be honest here. We have not had a single female on the show, which we've had good guests. Let's not lie. It's not like I'm disappointed with the guests we've had. I'm very happy with the guests we've had. But I'm also happy to finally have a female, if I can refer to you as a female, on the podcast. We got the talented, the violinist, the redhead, the girlfriend of Eric, Bridget. I don't know how Hi. to refer to you. Do you do your name or do you do Bridget Fiddle? Uh, Bridget Fiddle. That's my that's my internet name. Is that what we decided on? I say I we know. like add a part in it. <laughs> um, yeah, that 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 is the name that is uh, quote unquote safest to put out on the internet. I like it yeah. uh, because it describes you quite well. It's your name and the instrument you play. I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's some good branding. Four years of my communication degree uh, landed that brilliant idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you joke about it, but like, let's be honest here. The university education part of your life didn't really factor into the what you're doing now, or did it? Um, yes, but also, n yes, but also no. So I think of myself as a uh, brands and how can I put myself out there on the internet to generate business and a lot of new uh, a lot of people who are in music you know are the most incredible people the most insanely talented people like my my boy Eric he is insane does he have a good Instagram to showcase that not really and so um my my four years in communication and media studies with a minor in film have absolutely helped me know how to do basic branding, marketing, uh, production. I did a lot of production classes where I learned how to do, you know, documentaries, film, all that, all that good stuff that I definitely don't use today. But, I, you know, now I know how to do the TikToks, kind of. <laughs> the TikToks you speak. <laughs> that's what the kids are doing today. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the kids are doing. Yeah, so it definitely helped me uh, get in the right mindset to build a business. And then you just like take the creative side of being a violinist or a musician. And you just put that together and, and run with it. It's weird. It's like the communication degree. It doesn't get you jobs but it helps you do better at the job you eventually end up finding yeah and i was in i was living in ottawa you know for all of my life and i looked around for communication degree jobs or music jobs and it was either if you're going to pursue music you have to teach and i tried that and uh, i i am i'm not good with Screaming five-year-olds, which is a skill that you have to have if you're going to be a violin teacher. So I'm like, oh, that's off the table. I guess I'm never going to be a professional musician. So I tried to go to a lot of media companies and then the government. And I could just, it just, yeah. You, you spend six months looking for a job to get a four-month contract. And just that. And I just did that for two years. And, uh... And then Eric got accepted to Humber University, and he's like, oh, no, you're going to have to leave your not job in Ottawa if you want to come with me. I'm like, okay, no, I've already packed up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
So let's pretend for a second here that I know how to interview someone. Uh, Absolutely. For those who don't know you, what do you do? Yo, yeah, that's right. Hello. So that'd be a good question to ask, right? <laughs> uh, hello, my name's Bridget Fiddle, and I play the fiddle and or violin and or literally, if you're giving me money, I'll play whatever song or genre <laughs> music that you want. Uh... I'm a professional session musician, so that means I am able to learn songs very quickly and kind of internalize them, and I do that for recording. Uh, I'm now doing a lot of session work from home, and then I do a lot of stage stuff as well, you know, uh, with bands. My, my biggest clientele are the Jewish side and the Indian side of the Toronto communities. And I am neither Jewish. I am neither Jewish nor Indian, so I don't. I don't know how I got in there, but I got in there, and it's been a party and a blast ever since. I mean, bar mitzvahs. Do you do you play those? I'm assuming. I love doing bar mitzvahs. Right. So that's that's why the Jewish community is because they throw giant bar mitzvahs and they need some hop and music, like fiddler on the roof. Come on now. Fiddler on the roof is more for you know the grandparents or the parents who want it. Uh, you know, while the bride and groom are going down the aisle or while the couple's like having their first dance, uh, at bar mitzvahs, like it, like there's, this just Drake. It's mostly Drake because he's Jewish, <laughs> uh, technically. So everyone's like, yo, me and Drake are like the same person. Yeah. And then, so, uh, you just, a bar mitzvah is just a huge, big party. It's like a wedding scale thing. It's like the scale of a wedding, but for one person. It's my for one thirteen-year-old or something. For How one, old are they? Would never. Uh, girls can be twelve. Yeah. Okay. Girls can be twelve, and that's a bat mitzvah. But usually yeah. it's thirteen, and it is the most fun I've ever had or will have. So. I don't know if you've done this. Yes. But how hard would they go if you just started playing like one of the Fortnite sounds on the violin? I don't know. Like a room of 13 year olds. Like one of those sounds. I guarantee they would lose their minds. Usually I'm playing. So usually the setup is me on the stage or in the crowd. And then there's like maybe three to eight dancers on a stage. And then there's a DJ. Oh my goodness. And then wow. there's an MC. So the MC's like, yeah, it's like Tobin's birthday today. Let's go hard. Woo, 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 woo. Next song is going to be, ah, uh, the super cool new song that all the kids on TikTok are vibing to. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. And then all the kids go like, ah. And then it's a good time. And then I play whatever the song is that the DJ is playing. Okay. So, and it's just, it's just doing that and like just jumping for six hours. Oh my goodness. Mask Off was a pretty big one for a while. Oh yeah, that's appropriate for 13 year olds. A absolutely, yeah. It's literally just Molly Percocet, Molly Percocet on loop. But but you know what? It gets it gets them on the dance floor. And the parent I bet, because they know what neither of those things are. Yep. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully they don't. I mean yeah, fingers crossed. Hey, hey, hey. We were we were all like ten years old when we were singing It's Getting Hot in Here, so take off all your clothes. 
I wasn't allowed to listen to that. Come on. Now. What? <laughs> I mean, we all weren't. Arguably, that's what made it's us... not as bad than drugs, but... <laughs> that's what made us cool, because we did listen to it, even though we weren't listen allowed to. to. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've established that I am uncool, uh, it must be difficult for you, because you know all the songs. How do you find room for that in your brain? Um, How many terabytes do you got installed in there? <laughs> well, if we're talking hardware, <laughs> uh, uh, <ooh. laughs> let's see. I don't know. I uh, I internalize genre patterns more than I do individual songs. So hip hop yeah. has kind of a pattern to it. Uh, you know, pop music, verse, chorus, verse, chords, maybe bridge verse chorus outro whatever country bollywood uh now i'm learning you know southern indian classical tamil music and that's a whole other world of oh my gosh what's going on but then you internalize the pattern so i more internalize the pattern of the genre and then i listen for the key and then i put the genre and the pattern together and then I just go for it, even if I've never heard the song before. The DJ is playing it. I just go for the stuff that I can do. So I don't really think about and, it. I just go. And that's what makes you you, is that you're willing to just jump in feet first and go for it. Because the, the biggest video that you have so far is basically you going up to people in cosplay at a convention... And just busting out their theme song. Like, you've never met them. They've never seen you before. And just, like, just walk up to them. Hey, here's the Pokemon theme. And then that's it. And then they either lose their minds or they awkwardly stare at you. And it's amazing. Yeah. And I just want to put it out there. Every single person who's in the video has been asked permission before we film. And then asked permission to put it up afterwards it's like so many people are like oh wow like how could you do that to people and i'm like no 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 like my camera person <laughs> goes up to them and is like hey can i take a picture of you and they're if they say yes then they you know stand there and pose and then i come in and they're like whoa what um but if they're like oh no sorry then it's like cool on to the next person no worries so it's kind of like a wholesome prank i guess but Totally. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just listened. I just watch a bunch of anime. And so yes, that was your preparation, right? I was going to ask, like, did you do any prep before the video? Or were you like listening to the theme songs on the side of the camera before you were playing? Actually, a bit, you know what? A bit of both. Okay. <laughs> because there are only so many theme songs I can internalize and remember. Like, yeah. Disney, a lot of old 90s, 2000s anime. Like, I got video game music, most likely. But there are so many times where I'm like, wow, that's an incredible costume. That's an incredible cosplay. I wonder what that is. So we will either go up to the person and ask, like, wow, you're incredible. What are you dressed as? And then we'll get the name of whatever they are. We'll, like, go away for a second. I'll learn it. I'll, like, bust out my, like, you know, I'll bust out YouTube on whatever device we have. And then I'll learn the main theme song of that. And then I'll go back to them. And then, like, oh, hey, can we take your picture? Yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. And then, like, pew, pew, pew. And, yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I was always a big hipster <coughs> music nerd. And whenever I would see someone wearing a shirt of a band I would like, I'd be like, oh, I love the shirt. Like, what's your favorite song? There's just something like that. And sometimes they're just like, oh, this is a band. Like, have you gone up to people and you play the theme song and they're just like, oh, what's that? Um, yes. There are a few people who just like, I mean, violin is very melodic but at the same time like it's not like i'm singing any of the words if there are words to it so so for certain songs where you know it's actually a song with lyrics and then i do it instrumentally some people are like oh cool yeah what song was that was that the new uh you know is that drake yeah is that the cool new drake song and i'm like oh no that was that was the that was your song and they're like oh cool okay whatever nerd bye <laughs> uh, but like usually just... <laughs> like 99 percent of people are just like you know happy to meet me or like not to not to meet me but they're <laughs> i'd be happy to meet you most people are just happy to like talk about their favorite thing with me and especially if i know already what that thing is i'm like oh yeah i love boku no hero academia that's my favorite character and they're like thanks yeah and we just chat yeah honestly doing conventions is my favorite thing and didn't you get to be like a guest at a convention recently well recently ish uh, yeah um <laughs> pre-corona <laughs> recently yeah so how this how this came about is i've been busking since i was 12 and when you're busking you have to think on your feet uh, because you need to attract as many people as possible that are walking past you as quickly as possible, and you need to make sounds that make them stop and pull out their wallet and then give you money. And that's like a huge thing to do because people Sounds don't like twist without internet. Yeah, people don't want to yeah. give you money because why? Why would you? So, from the age of twelve to about twenty. Uh, to about 22, I was busking almost every weekend at the Byward Market in Ottawa. And I just learned how to do a bunch of songs and kind of like suss people out. Be like, you know, if you're, if you're like a 40 year old, like white guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout at you like, Hey, <laughs> how, how's it going? Uh, would you like to hear Guns N' Roses? You're like, what? On oh, violin? I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> and then, or, or I'll, I will call out to people and say, hey, can I play your favorite song? And it's usually children. And I'm lucky that I'm a female person because if I was a man yelling at children on the street, then that wouldn't go so well. You're done for. <laughs> but like, since I'm a, since I'm a lady person, it's totally find that i'll just like shout over at kids and be like hey do you want to hear frozen and they're like ah! <laughs> and then they'll like, let it go man yeah and then they'll come over and their parents will be like okay listen um i'm gonna leave my child with you uh i'm gonna go get some lunch uh just babysit my child for like 10 minutes and then i'll give you like 20 bucks i'm like yeah now nah, that sounds great <laughs> That's fair value, honestly. Yeah. So that was a lot of my life for a long time, just trying to, like, suss people <laughs> out to see, you know, like, what might they like, 
what songs, what genres might they like so that they would give me money. And then I came to Toronto and I was like, wow, I finally have like my weekends free sometimes. Let's let's go to my first Comic-Con or uh, Fan Expo. It was Fan Expo. And I'm like, wow, those tickets are pretty expensive. You know what? I have a busking license. I'm just going to busk outside of it. And I'll, I guess I'll see what people like. And then I was by the exit and a bunch of people would come out in costumes. So I'd just be like, oh, hey, Elsa, can I play your song? They'd be like, ah, me? Oh, good. Okay. So I... Did they sound like uh, that? Abs- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> it was uh, y- Yoda dressed up as Elsa. <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Yeah, so I'd just play people's songs that they were dressed up as. And I got enough money on the Friday to buy a ticket for me and for my friend Marissa. And she's a videographer. So I'm like, Hey, you want to like go into the convention with me and like film me doing this inside? I don't know if we're allowed. I don't know if we're going to get kicked out, but let's see. And then we just kept doing that. And then the convention people the next year saw me busking uh, like one of the head guys, James, was just like out on a on a smoke break, and he's like, "Hey, aren't you like that girl from the internet who is inside usually?" I'm like, "Yeah, that was last year." He's like, "Cool. Wh- what are you doing outside?" I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm making enough money so that I can get inside." He's like, "Well, fuck. Okay. Like, yo, what's your name? Give me two seconds." I'm like, "Oh, I'm Bridget. Nice to meet you." And then he went away and then gave me two passes just like right there and i was like ah wow so i guess that wasn't annoying thank you very much and then from there it's just ramped up and ramped up and last year they sent Mm. us to florida like all expenses oh paid and we just worked we just did that for like eight hours every day it was so much fun and we were supposed to go to like 10 conventions this year and then things happen. No way. Uh, Wait, what happened? I'm kidding. Uh, what? Oh, the, 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 the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I've been staying at home since March. What yeah, happened? The, it was the Backstreet Boys World Tour. It just rocked the world. Yeah. You know, so many, I was so there. many people got sick because of the Backstreet Boys World Tour. Shoot, me and Maddie saw that. I was trying to think if the Backstreet Boys was the last show I saw before COVID. And I'm like, there's no way, right? It can't have been the Backstreet yeah. Boys. But I can't, I can't think of what else it was. But, like, it can't have been that. Yeah. I hope, I, so I hope for it's you. not. I swear I saw, like, a local band or something. I hope so for you, man. I keep telling myself Maybe that. Maybe that was a dream. <laughs> he doesn't sleep at night because <laughs> of that. I don't <laughs> sleep at night anyways. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason. That's possible. Maybe it is. Uh, so, playing songs at conventions. Um, You have a decent online presence, at least for sure compared to anyone else we've had on the show. And I cannot imagine all the messages you receive due to that. Oh, yeah. I'm... Both good and bad. It must be so overwhelming. It's definitely it's definitely a special time. A very, spe- very special time. At first, when I wasn't really reaching out to other people to talk about it, it was very overwhelming. Because it was just like, you know, went from nothing, me just being on the internet and not having that happen, to like, okay, you know what, I'm going to grow my career through the internet. Let's, you know, YouTube, Facebook, here are some, you know, 
happy, wholesome videos of me, like, not even doing anything overtly, uh, uh, sexual or anything. <laughs> sexual. Just me. Here's my violin. Here's some music. And then people are like, oh, wow, uh, I'm gonna come to your house and find you. I'm like, oh great. Gosh. No, thank you. <laughs> Where do you live? Do you do you shave? May can can I can I shave you? I will shave you. I'm like oh, oh no no thank you. Oh, no. Or uh um yo man the just just people being very very aggressive. So at at first I was like, "Oh man, this sucks that it's probably only happening to me and I can't really talk about any anything." Uh, I can't really talk to anyone about it, but then once I got to know more cosplayers who do more, you know, like, uh, more cleavagey butts, boobs out there, I was like, man, hey, do you ever get, like, weird comments? They're like, oh, oh, <laughs> mm, what do you want to know about? So I kind of, <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, you know, so models, cosplayers, dancers, you know, especially dancers, I'll be like, Hey, I'm having a down day because people said they were gonna be violent to me. How's your day? Can I see your your like? Can we exchange? You know, crazy messages, and then you know you just feel better. But it was definitely a big thing to get used to because people are like trying to find out where you live, and they're trying to like, you know come to your house and stuff and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, how do I make myself like, as discreet as possible while promoting my career? So that's a very interesting line to toe. And especially working as a freelancer, my job is 90% trying not to get murdered because anyone on Instagram, a, a lot of my work comes from Instagram now, Anyone on Instagram can just be like, hey, how's it going? Uh, can you play at my wedding? Or, you know, can you come to my house and do like uh, a special proposal for me and my girlfriend, uh, soon to be fiance? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Here's my contract. Deposit, you know, put the deposit in. If you are someone who has like half a brain and you know, like money, like a, just a bit of money, you can definitely get me to come to your house. But if you're like a bad person, then I will be at your house probably alone. Luckily, most people who try to do that aren't very smart. And they get their, you know, things wrong and they're like, hey, how's it going? Uh, I want you to come to my sister's wedding next, next week. I'm like, cool. Sounds good. Uh, so it's a surprise, I guess. They're like, yeah, it's a surprise. Uh, so, you know, will you be alone when you come? And I'm like, oh, there we go. That's that's the, the first thing. They're like, oh, here, I'll pick you up at your house. Then we can go together. I'm like, no, no, no. You just let me know where it is. In fact, I need to speak to the wedding planner, the DJ, the tech. So you need to give me at least like four numbers before we do anything else. And they're like, Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> or oh there was this goodness. one guy, the only per that just the stupidest thing. 
the stupidest thing. Um, I said, hey, yeah, sounds great. I can come to your sister's event next week. Um, yeah, here's my contract. Put in the name of the wedding planner or literally two other people. I need two other people to be, you know, in on this so I can talk to them for assurance. And he couldn't give that to me. So I said, I'm sorry, I can't come to your event. And then he said, ah, oh, you got me. <laughs> See, I was going to have you come to my apartment. We were going to go on a date. Then we were going to fall in love because you were going to see that I'm a gentleman and that I'm the only one for you. I'm like, oh. So listen, buddy. <laughs> and I kind of took it through him. <laughs> Usually I would just block someone like that. But I'm like, you know what? Let's let's talk right. about this. Even if I came to your apartment, what do you think would happen? Like, I would leave. I would just leave because there's no event and I would probably call the police. Is that something that you th you would like to happen? Like, well, no, I don't see what the big deal about it is, you know. I'm just tricking you because uh, otherwise you would have never responded to my message because I'm a really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness, it's it's real. The Reddit nice guy oh, is real. Absolutely, yeah. incels is a real thing. And they're thing, terrible you know? liars. They're well. Oh they seem gosh. like terrible people. Absolutely. <laughs> they, no, they're nice. Don't you get it? They're nice. That's the whole point. Nice. That's what they think. And uh, <laughs> they're nice until something doesn't go their way. Oh my! And then they become like their real self. Yeah. And they insult you, and they go like, "I was, anyways." Yeah, like... In case anyone's listening and doesn't get it, it's not nice to lie to people. Don't, don't lie to people. Really? Like, it, and this, the, the thing is, if that person who wanted to meet me or get me to play violin for them, if they just were normal and said, hey, what's up? Um, can you come over to my house and play music for me? Uh, you know, for payment, I would have been like, yeah, that I mean, that's literally my job. Sounds great. Uh, and then that's it. But and you know, people have to be silly, silly about it. Gentlemen out there, if you're listening to this, if you see someone online and you fancy them, shoot them a message that says. Wow, you're awesome. I would really like to get to know you. Do you want to grab coffee? And they're probably going to say no, but your <laughs> chance of success is technically not zero. If you try to scheme someone, your chance is zero. Minus like, three, I would it's say. It's a wrap. It's over. Ah, like there, there are so many things that I need to happen to ensure my safety that most people can't get through kind of deal like it's it's so silly and it, it you know once once you've been in this for uh long enough you can tell from like a mile away who's like you know actually telling the truth or not so it's like ugh. but at the same time i work with a lot of wonderful entertainment companies who also just send me gigs of trusted clients and there will probably be a sound tech there already who is trusted, so even if we, you know, end up at, like, a warehouse or something, it's like, oh, looks like you and me are in this together. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, def it's, it's definitely interesting. The one time 
I must say, the one time that I absolutely thought I was going to get murdered, but it turned out to be, like, actually pretty dope. Um, <laughs> I was working for a catering company. And it was my, like, second year in Toronto. I had five part-time jobs. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. You know, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's get that money. And when I get more and more steady violin work, I can just quit one of those jobs and it'll be no problem. And then I can just keep quitting each part-time job until I'm fully music and maybe one part-time job or, you know. So that seems like a smart person idea at the time. But, uh, <laughs> so I get an email from the company and they say, hey, there's going to be an event at, you know, 123 Cherry Beach Street or whatever. I'm like, cool, sounds good. So I look it up and it's like in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll just take the nearest bus and then I'll walk for, you know, I'll walk a bit. No worries. You know, I'll just go there early so that I'm walking in the daytime. It's all good. Cool, cool, cool. I'll just take an Uber back. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, so I get to the warehouse on the day of, and it's literally a warehouse, like a meatpacking plant, and there's no one around, and they're just a bunch of trucks, and eventually someone comes out of the warehouse, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm working with, uh, blank blank catering. Do you know if there's a party here tonight? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 um, you know, just go around the back of the warehouse. So you see, like, the door that's kind of, like, glowing red from the, from the inside. Just, like, go in there. You'll know you'll, you'll find it. I'm like, oh, man, I'm definitely going to get murdered. Because, like, no one, no one will ever find my body. Um, so I'm just going to turn my phone on, on the airplane mode. Yeah, no one's going to find my body. I'm in this warehouse. But you know what? They pay $20 an hour. So, like... Heck, oh, yeah. let's go on in there. I get murdered for that price, I mean, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know. So I go on in there. I've done worse for last. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> so I go on in there and I get through like these, you know, like in horror movies when people are in like the, 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 like, the back of a butcher's shop and there are like these strips of plastic. I go through like two yes. layers of those and I'm like, oh man, this is definitely a serial killer party. Oh no. And then I go in and it's the weekend CD release party. And the inside and the oh, inside looks shoot. dope. And since I was the first one there, because I didn't want to like walk in the dark to it, they're like, oh wow, you showed up early. Wicked. Uh here, you can, like, bartend by the stage where the weekend's gonna be. I'm like, ah, oh, sounds great. Do you guys have earplugs? They're like, no. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> but yeah, so that was... That was that, that was uh, definitely a time. How did that dude not get nominated for a Grammy this year? I am... I don't heated. know. It's... Like, what it's a joke. Nuts. Like, I... I don't follow pop music that much, but boy, did I hear blinding lights and it's a jam. Like, how is it? What's oh, going on? I still can't feel my face, honestly. I think I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> to this day? 
<laughs> when I'm with Is him. it like at all times or yeah. just like specific times? Since I heard that song, man. Because I, I, I can't feel it, but only when I'm with The weekend. Oh, right? fair. Which has never happened, so I can always <laughs> feel my face. I just That's imagine cool. that when I'm with him, oh, I, I thought you two were buddies. It. Probably. I freaking wish, That would wish, be a honestly. great buddy cop movie. It's like, <laughs> The School Teacher and The weekend. And The weekend. <laughs> What kind of shenanigans? <laughs> They're both waiting for the weekend. Everybody's searching for the weekend. Uh, we just got his DMC at our podcast is taken down. This is oh, the last no, episode of the Emerald sorry. Palace, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So when, when are you going to start streaming on Twitch? Because you're going to kill that once that oh, happens. Oh, jeez. Um, I have a 2015 Mac that is screaming at me right now for just doing this. So, I do not have the technology, currently, uh, but, um, yeah, I'm saving up for an iMac Mini, like the 1M silicon chip, 16 gig, uh, 16 gig boy. So, whenever that happens, uh, I don't know, yeah, I'm gonna try that, I'm gonna try that out. But it's going to happen, right? Yeah, it has to like, happen. What else am I going to do as an extrovert in the winter when I can't be at other people's houses? I'm going to go on Twitch. Play some video games. Yeah. Like, or just, or just, just violate chat. Yeah. yeah, you can just do Hashtag music. Hashtag only feet. You can beat your boyfriend <laughs> to playing music on stream. Oh, man. See, see, see that? That's... Never heard this man play drums. I think he's lying about his degree at this point. Oh, see, that's that's dangerous because he's loud. His instrument's louder than I am. So, first of all, second of all, um, he'll be able to tell me every like if he ever wants to beat me at music, he can just like play a chord on piano and be like, "Hey, what chord was that?" And all I have to say is like, "Uh, fuck, I don't know." For him to be like, "Checkmate." So, uh, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I think I'm one of the only girlfriends who can absolutely readily admit that their boyfriend is more intelligent than they are. Like, he has more book smarts and, like, intelligence than me. However, I find that I have more of the wisdom, if we're talking D&D levels, you know... Sure. So, uh, mm-hmm. oh no, he can absolutely crush me at music. I, I can't do that. I can't do that to myself. Not again. Yeah, I, I've long said, and I don't want Eric to catch wind of this, but I've long said that he's the best musician I know. Yeah. And if you tell that to him, if you tell that to his face, so I can kind of hear my echo. Oh, it's gone. And if you tell that to his face, he'll be like, oh, no, I'm shitty at everything. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Larnell Lewis is much better than me. <laughs> it's like saying, like, ah, yeah, LeBron James is a little bit better at basketball yeah. than me. Like, I'm trash. It's like, hang on, there are levels to this, yeah. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely had a Larnell gushing uh, session during our nice. podcast. <laughs> because of course yeah. we did. Why wouldn't we? Oh my gosh! One one day, oh. not recently, but gosh, when when yeah, it was back in September when like things were a bit more open. I went to a rehearsal factory, 
to see if I could like make that a weekly uh, streaming location because I'm not sure if you can see right now, but this is the best wall that I have in my house. All the other walls are filled with just drums and just garbage. Oh, I mean, that's pretty fancy. You got some, got some drapery in the back. <laughs> So I'm like, oh man, you know, I for the audio only listeners, which is everyone, it's a plain white wall. Oh yeah, no, it's a plain white wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, you know what? If I'm gonna be doing like, you know, uh, a weekly live stream on Twitch or YouTube or Instagram, like, I don't want to like make it really good. Um, I'm gonna scout out some locations so that I can just rent. So I do that. Get out of the look of the get out of the location, and. There's a lady in the parking lot, and she's like very socially distantly talking to a gentleman, and they're just chatting. And I'm waiting for my Uber because I trust Ubers more than the TTC right now. So I'm like, oh, I'll pay a bit of extra money, be a, a bit extra safe, cool. So I'm waiting for my Uber, and she sees my ring light. She's like, oh wow, I've never thought to get a ring light before. That's a good idea for filming and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, you can like take a picture of the logo if you like. I'll let you know where I got it from. And we just start chatting. I'm like, yeah, so, you know, what What do you do? She's like, oh, I play, uh, I play seal pan. I'm like, oh, amazing. You know what? Like, this might be a small world. Um, my boyfriend used to take seal pan lessons with like, he said she's the most incredible steel pan player ever. You probably know her. Her name's Joy. Uh, yeah, you've probably met her before, maybe. She's like, oh, that's really nice. Uh, no, that's me. That's the, I'm Joy. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Ma hi. Wow, nice to meet you, Joy. Um, I also heard that your husband is Larnell Lewis, and I've heard a lot about him <laughs> as well. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know. And that, yeah, so we're just like chatting away. Uber comes, I come back home, and I'm like, Eric, I just ran into Joy. And he's like, oh, like a, like a happy person. I'm like, no, like Joy, your old seal pen, uh, buddy. He's like, oh, oh, did she, did she mention my name? I'm like, mm, <laughs> maybe. And he's like, oh, do you think? She can get me lessons with Larnell too. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Notice me. And notice me, Senpai. Is, is that foreplay yeah. talk? <laughs> is that what that is? That's the vibe I'm getting from Eric. Come to bed, Eric. We'll talk about Larnell. <laughs> so like, yeah, he was he was just like, yeah. I mean, it's such a small world. It's like oh, I ran into, you know, Larnell's wife, who is also equally an incredible like percussionists like oh my gosh their babies are gonna or probably are gonna be the next worldwide champions at whatever they want to be just human metronomes I mean, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's another gig you got and once you got this this was the first like oh shoot like someone i know is big time and uh, i saw you post about it and me and my friends at the time were giant nerd wrestling fans <laughs> And then you're like, hey, by the way, I'm just hanging out at a wrestling show, gonna play for this dude's theme. And we're like, that's like my favorite theme! 
So how did that come about? Because I'm super curious. Yeah. So if we're like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a roller coaster of a story. Honestly, I had my phone on. Yeah, I had my phone on at my um, shit. What's it called? Uh, giving food to people, catering. Yes. So I had my phone on. (laughs) Oh, I was so close. I had my phone on at my catering job, which you're not really supposed to do, but you know. (laughs) So uh, one of my booking people, not necessarily a booking manager or anything, but someone who regularly gives me gigs called me. I'm like, oh, they don't usually call me. Oh, weird. Okay, well, I guess I better answer it. So I, I like ran to the back where the dishwashers were. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Um, I'm at work right now, but like, what's up? He's like, hey, would you like to play a show at the ACC? I'm like, oh, yeah, Arcana Center. Cool, cool, cool. So it's, what, what are we doing? And that was my second year in Toronto, I'd say. Yeah, like second year in Toronto. I was like, yeah, yeah, what, what, you know, what are we doing? like oh it's just like you know like a christmas thing you know i'll I'll send you the i'll send you the music for it you know literally 10 minutes literally 10 minutes not a big deal I'm like oh cool yeah yeah sounds good he's like yeah yeah also can you find me like nine other violinists I'm like oh yeah no 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 totally uh <laughs> for when he's like oh yeah uh next saturday I'm like okay cool uh so like is it christmas music like what like do i need to find fiddlers classical violinists he's like oh just anyone uh who can learn by ear i'm like oh okay that narrows it down cool gotcha cool fine so i find some people he finds some people we get them all together and then the day of he's like okay here's the information i've sent it to everyone because we didn't have any information prior. So he's like, okay, uh, dress all in black and like the fancier, the better. So I bring my heels because that's kind of the girl uniform that is most appropriate. And uh, yeah, so I come in like my full formal outfit because that is what the <laughs> dress code was. That's what I was told to do. And then, so, we all kind of roll up to the ACC Center, Air Canada Center, at, like, 10 a.m. And we're expecting to go in and play kind of, like, a private Christmas event in the lobby. Because they still didn't really tell us what to do. So then we go in there, and it's like, yeah, wrestling boys against the other wrestling boys arena, 2016. I'm like, oh... Wow, look at those angry fellas. Ah, cool. So anyways, where are we going? They're like, oh, follow me. We're, you're you're going to go to the green room. I'm like, oh, okay. Can you let us know what music we're going to be playing? They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here, uh, I'll just like send it to you. Give me all your emails. Boop. Cool, you got it. All right. And then so we all opened up our phones and it was like Shinsuke Nakamura's theme. And I'm like, oh, this isn't Christmas music at all. They're like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, but, like, it sounds easy to learn. So, yeah, just, like, learn it. By the way, we have, like, uh, matching violins for you guys. So uh, you don't actually need your violins anymore, we decided. And you can, like, just keep them afterwards because, like, we don't need them. Anyways, uh, yeah. 
just stay here for a while. So we're in like this hockey person room, like a hockey change room. And like, no one knows what's going on except for one, like one woman who I hired and she was like, bro, I think I know what's happening. I just saw Triple H out there. Oh my God. Oh, what's happening? She's like, there's a wrestling thing going on tonight. I'm like, dude, it's like 11 in the morning. Like, th- that's not what we're here for. And then, like, this bald guy comes in. And he's like, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for being here. Um, I'm going to take you to the stage for a, a rehearsal. Uh, everyone bring your own violins if you want. Or we have the violins ready for you. And she's like, bro, that's Triple H. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. I don't know Gosh. who that oh, that is, but... Let's go. So it's like we all go down and then we all go into like backstage and they're like the hugest people I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, oh, wow, those are some those are some very large, muscly people like they could kill me with like a snap of their fingers if they wanted to. Anyways. Oh, geez. So we go in uh, to the ACC Center. I, I'm probably saying that wrong. Air Canada Center. ACC, nope, yeah. So ACC. we go to the ACC Center, and they're like, oh, okay. So, like, you four go in the ring. You four stand here. And, okay, everyone practice. One, two, three. So we're just all playing the song that we learned, like, two hours ago. And um, our boy shinsuke comes down the the ramp just like yeah i'm a wrestling boy and i'm like i have no idea what's going on because i've never seen a wrestling show before now i have and it's so much fun it's like D. it's like it's like ridiculous right amazing but at the time i was like i have no idea what's going on what the fuck And then he gets in the ring, he does his thing, and then Triple H is like, okay, listen, so, like, you four in the ring, y'all have to go, like, y'all have to rock out. Like, oh, are we allowed to? And he's like, yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. Let's try that again. So we're, like, like headbanging and stuff. He's like, yeah, that's the, that's the good stuff. Okay, that's my Triple H voice. I'm sorry, Mr. Triple H. Yeah. Sounds just like him. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> oh, little Bobby. Hey, everybody, <laughs> je suis Triple H. So, we finish the rehearsal, and then we go back, and they're like, okay, you have, like, eight hours until you go on screen, but you're not really allowed to go anywhere because security, so, uh, yeah, just chill here. Like, oh, okay. So we just chill there, but then after, like, half an hour one of the wrestlers come in. They're like, hey, we heard that. You're the violinist. You know what? If if you want, you can come into, like, the wrestler's lounge. Like, we we have a buffet and everything. Like, really? Oh, thank you. He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, as, as long oh, as, shoot. you know, you don't try to ask anyone for their autograph. Like, we're totally comfortable having all of you in here with, with us. We're like, oh, thank you. And I'm sure I would recognize the people now, but at the time, it was just like, the most jacked people I've ever seen in, like, this five-star dining lounge and, like, a buffet. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is how it's going today. And then, yeah, eight hours pass. We get ready 
I'm still in heels and I've like called Eric. I'm like, Eric, they want me to be in the wrestling ring and they want us to like get inside the wrestling ring in 10 seconds from the audience. I'm in heels and they need me to like climb inside the ring when it's dark through the ropes and then be in position. Um, can you bring me my flats? Because I don't want to go in bare feet because, you know, you know, people might be too excited about I know. that. Uh, no, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know about feet people yet. I was still so young and innocent. <laughs> feet so people. innocent. I'm so like, sweet. Oh, can you come bring me my shoes? He's like, bro, I, it's a Saturday. I'm at work. Like he's up north in Vaughn doing a wedding. So I'm like, OK, well, I hope. I hope I don't trip and fall and look stupid on TV. This will probably be on TV, right? I don't I don't know. Of, of course, yes, but I I was innocent and silly at the time. It it, it was essentially a paper oh, okay, cool. for those yeah, listening. I, I have no idea. I know. I know these <laughs> things. Yeah, we do the thing. We do the thing. He comes in the ramp and he's like yeah i'm the best wrestler ever and the other guy's like no i'm the best wrestler ever and we're just like and it's great and i was like oh man it was the real life anime it was a tournament arc (laughs) and at that moment i was like you know what if if i crack under the pressure that's probably something that i need to um take note of you know uh, am I someone who can perform to 10,000 people? Let's see. And then it went great. I'm like, oh, no, that was, wow, that was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Okay, cool. I am uncomfortable around crowds of 10 or less, but more comfortable around crowds of 10,000. So that's a good thing to, to know for my personal notes. You would not have enjoyed being in my band. Then. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I mean, like solo. Like I get uncomfortable when I can like see everyone in the audience, just, just like ah, you know, because no matter how good you are, people are gonna check their phone or they're gonna look away. So if there's like ten people and half of them are checking their phones or they're just like ah, whatever, or they're not actively paying attention, then you're like, oh no, I'm the worst. But if there's ten thousand people and Half of them don't care, but the other, uh, you know, 5,000 care. And, like, that's better numbers. You can't tell as much. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was nuts. It's insane. At that point, you became the oh, most geez. famous person I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. You still probably hold that honor, if I'm honest. I haven't really put much thought into it, because, like, that's not no. a thing people put thought into. She can be the most famous podcast guest we've had. I guess. That's, sure. like, hands down. But, like, 100%. I don't know, Eric, is, is, is he's a professional Twitch streamer now, so let's be honest. Like, he's he's catching up. That's true. <laughs> yeah. He is. Oh, that shoot, that's right. That's the yeah. question that we were going to open with. Nico, this is your question. Go for it. Oh yeah, what what go. um what what's the process for you to be so famous that you became a Twitch? Oh jeez, uh, nepo- Now we gotta watch out that's, on Twitch because girls, girls are, are watching all the time. Like, what the heck did Eric do to us? Um, uh, 
Pure <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. You guys are yeah. using you that? Neopets? Ne- nepotism. <laughs> neopetism? <laughs> I make a lot of very silly faces. And I put those out on the internet for people to be like, oh, look at that. Idiot. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I do make a lot of silly faces. <laughs> the one that he uses for his emote is when I was cosplaying as Waluigi and my mustache fell off. So I would just make the crazy faces without the mustache. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Yeah. No, pure, just pure nepotism. He being like, oh, hey, I need like something stupid to make for my, for my emote. Send me some pixia. <laughs> that must be flattering. I need something stupid. You're like, Got pictures it. of me. Got so it. you want like cringy pictures or like, what are we talking here? Huh. Yeah. But absolutely you, tremendous yeah once you do get on twitch though you should use your own face for your emotes and then just invade oh absolutely that's happening i have years worth of photos <laughs> of me looking stupid to like just flood that because <laughs> uh my man nico here he has a lot of emotes of his own face on his nice. channel yeah I also use nepotism because my girlfriend is a she studied photography. Hey. So we like we set it up so that the picture she took would be really good to edit and put uh, as emotes, and uh, they came out really really well. And uh, yeah, nepotism yeah. is great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now I'm not gonna offer you any context, but here are my emotes on Twitch. So one, like my my thing is like the the Gat three because it's a long story with a friend of mine. So it's a picture of a hand doing like a three symbol, like the OK symbol okay. but backwards, and then it says Gat next to it. There's a tricycle playing a guitar. Yeah. There's also a, a mimic oh. health potion, and then it just says eggs, and there's a bunch of eggs, and those are my emotes. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Human music. <laughs> there, there's no context. Con, there's no context. Uh, I'm not cutting that out, by the way. That's, no. that's in the podcast. Um, there's no context. They make no sense. I drew them myself, so they're terrible. Nice. Yet I love them. Eggs. Eggs has context, though. <laughs> it begins. <laughs> exactly. So you're into D and D. What what about D and D? Do you like? Because isn't it just this stupid nerdy game that only nerds? Play? Oh man! If you're looking to make fun of nerds, then you've come to the right and the wrong place. <laughs> uh, Says the guy with a weekly D and D stream, yeah. by the way. <laughs> oh jeez, I mean it's just let's see, it's like improv, but you have powers. It's just dicking around with your friends. And if you don't know people, it's a really good uh, literal team bat. uh, Sorry, I can hear the echo. And if you're with people (laughs) who you don't know, it's a very good team building activity. Um, It's just the best. Yeah. (laughs) My first character. (laughs) My first character was a fighter. Who had oh, who was an orphan, and she has an amulet from her parents. Ugh. My second character, <laughs> I know, very very silly. My second character was like a half orc 
barbarian and um named Agma and her mom was like you know the the warrior of the village and her dad was like a human who just stumbled in there and was like hi what's up i'm a wizard so she kind of took after her mom but her dad was like hey you should learn how to read and she's like whatever dad i'm not a nerd but now on her <laughs> you know journeys and everything she one day stumbled into a library and she picked up a book and it said shake spear on it and she's like ah a man who shakes spears what a mighty warrior can you read some of this to me so i got one of my party members like i sent them a little shakespeare quote in messenger sent it to them and they're like oh of course like oh oh yeah of course i can read it uh uh war and stuff it was just like a bunch of like super metal shakespeare lines and she was like ah see he's a mighty warrior of course i like this shakespeare i think i'll learn how to read so that i can uh le learn about his adventures in war and battle and now she's just super psyched to start reading one day she got like shakespeare tattooed on her biceps <laughs> But That's we're playing Curse of Strahd, so I might not get out of there alive. We'll see. I DM'd that uh, that campaign. It is awesome. Ooh, nice. Where are you guys at? We are actually at the final battle. Oh, shoot. It's a final countdown. <laughs> yeah, we're right outside of Strahd's castle. All of his, you know, like, night on bald mountain skeletons are coming out at us. And we're like, oh... It's gonna be yeah, good though. This isn't a spoiler because I homebrewed it, but I used uh not the book version of Strahd. I used like a Strahd on steroids basically, and he didn't need steroids, but I gave huh. it to him anyways. Oh, his name and is on D and D Beyond. I downloaded Uber Strahd. <laughs> Uber Strahd. All is I'm gonna Uber say Strahd. is, yeah. in the three-hour encounter that it was, I had three legendary resistances, and I Ooh. used two. That's nice. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> His stats were disgusting. <laughs> it was fun. That sounds but, uh, amazing. Yeah. My, my party, I'm assuming you guys visited Valaki a little bit. Oh, yes, we visited uh, Valaki. They would not leave that town. They did everything in the town, and it got to the point where I banned them from Valaki. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, if you go there, you will explode. And to be <laughs> fair, on their way out of the town, they were wanted by guards, and our local bard, well, half bard, half sorcerer, but charisma, so his yeah. deception checks were ridiculous. He's like, oh, no, no, you're, you're not looking for us. There, there was a tiger that was flying over there, and he just, like, flew over the wall. We weren't tampering with any locks. He's like, but tigers can't fly. He's like, oh, of course they can. I'm like, roll deception. And he got like 30 or something. I'm like, well, <laughs> he, he believes you, I guess. You're very convincing and there is magic in this world. So do your okay. research, Mr. Guard. <laughs> okay, I believe you. That's now, the amazing. best moment was, uh, of course, you've met my girlfriend, Maddie. You have. Uh, she is. Oh yeah, sorry. I, uh, <laughs> yes, I have. Lovely. She was playing a rogue, 
and at one point she was invisible, and they went back to Valaki after being banned, and uh, she just, they thought that they needed to talk to the, the toy maker. No, they didn't, but they thought that, so Ooh. whatever, let's, let's see what happens. So she's invisible, she walks in, all this guy sees is the door open and close, and he's like, who's there? And she's like, oh, like, it's me, I just need some information, we've met before. I'm like, he's scared right now, roll persuasion, and she got like a three, so the oh. guy just started yelling. It's like, hey, ghost, hey, ghost! No! So she ran out. It was great. So we are going to take a short break, but we'll be back. Brack. We'll be back with my, uh, my girl Rex. Bridget in just a moment. Brack is Rex, Shadow Divinity. Be right back. <laughs> Alright, and welcome back from uh, quite the eventful break, where we got some more uh, not-safe-for-work stories about messages, and <laughs> stay tuned, eventually she'll publish a book, they're all going to be in there, it might be a YouTube video, something like that, just, you'll end up following all of her socials, and you'll get the good stuff at some point, trust me on that one. We'll have her back but, on the uh, podcast for her book release and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, yeah. <laughs> My Life in Dirty Direct Messages by Bridget Phil. <laughs> That would be a great book. But uh, either way, we know that you get creepy messages, but you also play a lot of violin. And I was curious, uh, considering our audience probably knows little to nothing about you, um, where did that uh, violin passion start? Like, how did you develop into it? Yeah, so my mom is actually a law, like lifelong violinist. She started probably at the age of four, five, six. And so... When I was four, I just so happened to have a violin in my hands. <laughs> and it just kind of started from there. And it was kind of a thing. It's like, oh, you know, well, this is just the normal life. You go to school, you come home, you practice. You um, don't want to practice. And then your mom's like, ah, oh, you have to practice. And I'm your teacher. And you're like, no, mom. And so eventually, I think when I was about six years old, she got me another teacher and then that teacher I stayed with for, uh, let's see, until I was about 18, Evos. And about at the age of 12, when I started busking, and I found, you know, maybe classical music really isn't getting people amped, I started learning fiddle. And I was like, oh, people, people are clapping. People are excited to... People are smiling. Wow, I, I like this. So pretty much as soon as I learned how to play fiddle, that was the end of, you know, my classical career. Because as soon as I found that the audiences were smiling and dancing and clapping, I'm like, oh, I like, I like that. Let's keep doing that. And then, of course, classical turned into rock and rock turned into, you know, funk and just anime theme songs anime theme songs honestly i mean it just kind of branched out from there and i'd say i actually got really passionate about music properly around the age of 16 because beforehand it was just like well you know i'm just going through the books that i need to and i've been doing it my whole life so you know whatever it's all good this is fun but at the age of 16, once I got into my arts high school, Canterbury High School in Ottawa, pew, 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 and I just got... That's a, that's a really good music school, by the it, way, it's, for those who like don't know the honestly, area. Honestly, it's one of the most amazing 
experiences I could have ever had at a high school because there are people there who want to be there instead of just like, oh, whatever, this is just my regular high school and I don't care. There are people there who have a passion and if you don't do well at your other classes, like if you get, I think it was below a 65 or a 75, yeah, 65 in your regular classes, 75 in your art, if you get below that, then you're kicked out. They're like, okay, you're not taking this seriously, bye. So at that point, once I found so many other people who were just excited about music and not necessarily classical, not necessarily fiddle, but just music in general, and then I got to meet singers and horn players and dancers and we all got to collaborate. That was really where I got excited about music and got excited about violin. Oh, just for, for the listeners who kind of don't know the difference, can you elaborate on the difference theoretically between a violin and a fiddle? Absolutely. If you go to an airport and you say, hi, I'd like to take my violin on the plane in the overhead. They'll say, oh, oh, violin like Stradivarius. Oh, right this way, madam. But if you go and say, I want to take my fiddle on the plane. They'll say, mm-mm, check that firewood under the plane. It doesn't matter if it explodes. <laughs> it, we don't want that. We don't want that here. So literally, they're in the modern setting of fiddle. There is zero difference. Zero difference because most fiddle players usually also play classical or sometimes they play jazz. Like fiddlers are very multidisciplinary. And if they are solely on fiddle, they're most likely also going to be playing a quote unquote violin. It literally doesn't matter. For the old school fiddlers and possibly for the more, you know, old school Irish fiddlers, um, they don't have a chin rest. They'll kind of prop it more against their shoulder or not even put their their uh, chin on it all together or maybe use a cloth. And the bridge tends to be a bit flatter so that they can do double stops more easily. Other than that, which is something that I have personally seen once or twice in my 25 years of violin, Literally no difference. It's just a different genre. And uh, the other thing that's really cool about, uh, I don't want to say you because you're not your instrument, but what I'm trying to say is you got a really cool looking violin, the Viper one. Yeah, How did that come about? It's my baby. So as with all my stories, it's long and rambling and has many... Part many perfect. parts to it, so perfect for a podcast if you want to stretch this out. So pretty much, I do. When I got to Toronto, it was like, oh okay, electric violin is the thing because then you can do so much with it and like dope. So I rented a Yamaha for a while. That was okay. It wasn't really my style. And then I got into a car accident and I wasn't really able to like use my neck as much. And I was like, oh man, it really, really sucks you know, supporting my instrument with my neck because, uh, you know, whiplash injury. Uh, geez. Okay. Well, what do I do now? And then I started researching maybe some things I could do about that. And then I came across Mark Wood and Mark Wood is one of the main founders of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, 
And I saw his violin straps around his shoulders, kind of like, like a guitar would. So I know this is very... I know this is very um, unfriendly to a more audio setting, but I'll show you how it... I'll show you two how it works, at least. Yeah, so it's a bright red V-shaped hmm. violin. So picture the letter Y, but the Y part straps around your top shoulder and goes under your opposite side yeah. arm. This man, des this man describes it. So it's My pretty job. much a flying V guitar, but as you said, it just the strap goes under your arm, across the other shoulder. And with this, I can literally stretch in the middle of a show, and it does not use any of my neck or shoulder muscles to hold it up, which were the ones that were that, that I was re-injuring every single time that I would hold my violin. So I just saved up money and did a GoFundMe campaign. And eventually I went down to the electric violin shop, which is literally in the middle of the woods almost in North Carolina. And then I, you know tried a bunch of violins and was like, yeah, I like the, the fretted thing. I like the five string aspects and I like the, you know, the actual fit of the violin because it would be garbage if I just chose it online and was like, yeah, like I, you know, I maybe want this and maybe want that. When you're buying an instrument, you have to try it in real life. Especially if you're doing anything yeah. professional with it. So um, I would have never gotten frets if I had gone down, if I had not gone down. And frets have saved me on so many gigs where I don't have a monitor. So that's, yeah, that's definitely something. And are those like guitar frets where you can physically feel the line or is it just uh, drawn no, the, on? You can. You can it, it can't yeah, be real. Yeah, fret, they right? are real. Yeah. Really? And... So when you slide it, it, it's, there's no like microtones. It's just like all. Like the, the frets are very small and you can get something called phantom frets uh, from the Mark Woods okay. uh, Wood Violin Factory. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. Uh, um, that you can get something called phantom frets, which are painted on. But the reason that I got the mm -hmm. more raised frets was... Uh, well, it's just for the fact that when I'm in a band with uh, 12 people, which I often am for Jewish weddings, um, I sure. sometimes can't hear myself. And I'm suddenly given a solo, and I've seen two videos of myself ripping out a sick solo while the horns are just blaring behind me. And it's a good time. It looks visually good, but I am like an eighth of a millimeter off. And it sounds like garbage. So, <laughs> so that's what I really wanted to make sure of. If I get an electric violin, it has to be just foolproof for any situation. That's sick. And like visually, I love the look of it. It's my favorite color. So when you're like, that's the one I want. I was like, yup. Hey, and I got a signed hey, picture of you out of it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, that was... That was so long ago. I completely forgot that you were one of the generous people who got my baby to me. Uh, it was just so you could shout out my band on the unboxing live stream. Oh my god! It gosh. was a success. Uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and I got red because, you know, it matches my 
hair color, which is definitely not real. But red is a lucky color in many cultures. Red can be used for Christmas. Red can be used for Valentine's Day. Red can be more subtle and, like, romantic. Red can also be exciting. So I'm like, why would I get any other color? Red is, like, you know, attention-grabbing in every way possible. So let's do it. And those who know me listening are immediately thinking of my band because when Steve would play a gig, no matter what, for as long as he played gigs... He wore red pants to every gig. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And that's the reason that I dye my hair. Because I used to have more like blondish hair kind of deal. And even though I was most likely the only like girl on stage, I would get out of the crowd. And then people just either do not recognize you or they just like, you know, oh, whatever. But as soon as I dyed my hair red, people would come up to me after shows and be like, oh, wow, you know. You, like, didn't suck. Uh, here, I want to hire you for my thing. So it's kind of like a visual business card, I guess, for afterwards. No, it it, it works. Sense. Yeah. Like, Steve was the red pants guy. They're like, hey, you're the dude with the red pants. And, like, it works. So for hair, yeah, <laughs> that'll do you. Yeah. I usually get it dyed the week before St. Patrick's Day. Once a year, that's it? Um, I I'd say, like three or four times a year but that's that's like the biggie if i have like kind of faded hair any other time it's like oh no big deal but saint patrick's day is the time that it's like bright red like bright ginger because the older folks who do go to saint patrick's day in the morning because i usually do like 12 to 18 hours of playing the older folks who go in the morning are like oh oh bridget o'regan playing fiddle and she has red hair oh my golly gosh goodness the smiling emerald isles shine upon her so they're just they're just (laughs) so psyched they're just so psyched and i usually get like extra tips from just looking more irish which is great they were sure uh, you know, it's... Thanks, boomers. You don't feel guilty making Irish face? Um, you know? Nah, I I mean my last like my last name was Oregon, Irish, so I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's what not... if they find out there are some Scottish in you? Uh, oh. A wee, a wee bit, but uh, not not too much. <laughs> Just a wee bit, mate. Just a wee bit, and. Um... <laughs> I only know how to do one Scottish accent, and that's my friend's mum. So. Oh, please, I just do my dwarf accent, and I call it Scottish. <laughs> actually. I am Gunther Rockseeker. Actually, one of my favorites that you just reminded me of something. One of the best things and the time of my life that I was... Sorry, I'm just putting this back. The only time please, in yeah, my life... Take care of that thing. Oh, the only time in my life when I've ever been starstruck was when I was at Comic-Con and uh, John Reese davies was there signing autographs. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, I've, man, Lord of the Rings is my favorite. That's that's my shit right there. And I was carrying my, around my violin, doing my videos, and having a dandy old time. And one of the Comic-Con people came up to me. They're like, hey... Uh, wow, like, did you know Johnny Savies is going to be signing autographs? Like, 
you know, like, we should see if we can get you in there to play a song for him. I'm like, is, can, can I do that? Like, is that allowed? They're like, oh, well, let's, let's see. So I waited in line and everyone was so nice because, like, they just, like, the Comic-Con people came up. They're like, hey, uh, is it okay, everyone, if we let this young lady skip the line to, like, play him a song? And I expected everyone to be like, no, we were her first. But they're like, yeah, hell yeah, like, you're on up there. So I'm like, okay, just meeting my hero. No worries. Don't freak out. What's the song I'm playing again? Eh! So after, <laughs> after completely forgetting the fellowship theme, like, nine times in two minutes, just next in line, I was like, ah. Uh, Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, can I play you a song? And his manager was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about this. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to be serenaded, am I? Oh, very well. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. No, whatever. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's totally, yeah, no, you're cute. Like, ah, ah. So, yeah, I was a tiny bit freaking out because instead of having friends in, when I was a kid, I, uh, got bullied and watched Lord of the Rings. You know? Like a cool kid. That's right. So, so, uh, yeah, I played the Fellowship theme song for him, and he was just, like, the nicest person, and he just, like, just sat there, like, a loving grandfather, and was just, like, just, like, oh, I appreciate your work, granddaughter. And I was like, I love you. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, back, <laughs> like, you know, b- back away, whatever. No. Yeah. And then the Comic-Con person came up again. They're like, hey, John, is it like, would you like to try her violin? Like, can we get a picture of that? And I was like, ah, take it uh, here. (laughs) Just gonna (laughs) chuck my great grandfather's hundred year old violin your way. Catch. Um, Here, new grandfather. Try this. (laughs) Bye. So yeah, that was out of everything I've ever done in my career, that was like the one moment where I'm like, wow. Okay. Now, now I can, I can just die. That's the best thing that I've ever happened to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's really cool though. He was so nice. Imagine he wasn't. He's like, oh, get it over with. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Shite. Go on then. Mm. I'm oh, trying yeah. to think of what else I need to ask you about violining, but it's like there's oh, only busking. so many questions you can ask about violin. But about oh, busking. busking, like how do you so how do you busk? Like I'm, I'd be so nervous, guys. Don't, like, don't be weird, guys. It's not busting. Come on, fuck. Get your minds out of the yeah. gutter. Stupid, stupid <laughs> Twitch chat. <laughs> so how do you busk? Yeah, how do you busk? How do you get into it? Like, what inspires you to busk? Like, do you just play Africa by Toto the entire day, or do you switch (laughs) it up a little bit? So, I busk in a very different way than I think a lot of buskers busk. Because I am one of the only female buskers that I know. I'm sure there are a few more. We haven't met each other yet, but, like... Yeah, so I... I have the privilege of being able to yell at people without them getting mad or sketched out. So I will just situate myself 
in a place where there is room for movement around me, but also room for people to stop. So in Toronto, that's a lot of pedestrian bridges, and I'll be right in the middle of the bridge with, you know, 10 feet to one side, 10 feet to the other side, people are coming and going, and I just start playing, and then if and when someone makes even the slightest bit of eye contact with me, especially if they have children, I just stop playing and I say, Hi, can I play your favorite song for you? They they are kind of taken aback usually. Oh, oh my! Fa- oh, what, what what do you mean my favorite song? I'm like yeah, and then I just start listing songs that I think they might like. Yeah, your favorite song. You know, is it is it a Drake song? Is it is it a, a, a Disney song? Is it a rock and roll song? And they're like oh ro- wow yeah, and then they just they just tell me the song that they would like to hear out of the choice that I gave them. Which so is I Africa give them by Toto. I give them infinite choice and then they say, "Oh gosh, I don't know any violin songs." So I give them a choice out of the songs or genres that I know, and they're usually going to pick something that I know, and if they don't, then I say, "Oh, wow. That's a good one for later. I'll I'll have to check that one out. Here, let me write it down." Um, well, is it okay if I play and then I pick a song that I think they would like? And then they're impressed that I didn't know their song, but am gonna, uh, but are gonna play another song, anyways. Or if I know that song, and their kid starts freaking out, like, ah, that's my favorite song ever. Then that's even better. And then if their kid starts dancing, people love dancing kids. And it's, um, again, it's not weird to see a lady playing violin. And having a dancing child in front of them, I don't know if it would, like, be as acceptable, unfortunately, for, like, a guy, uh, a male busker. Hey, to, kid. Like, hey, kid, let me play <laughs> a song. I, yeah, I don't know if that's something that would translate over well if I was a boy person, but just yelling at people uh, politely is what is what I do and it it works. My best day of busking was $800 at the Pride Parade 2 years ago. That's it's a lot of money. That's a good yeah. day. I just kept playing bad romance and it ju- the money just kept coming in. I'm like, "Wow, okay, I'll have to go to more Pride Parades at 4 o'clock in the morning. This is great." Wow. And probably but my worst so- Oh, yeah. Go ahead. And probably my worst day was I played for three hours and got a dollar and a half. That sounds like a Twitch day. <laughs> yep. Been there, done that, bro. <laughs> but um, how did you find out that you could just be like, hey, I'm going to go play violin in the street and get some money from it? Like, what sparked that idea in you? Uh, it wasn't actually me. It was my parents. Because okay. I've been playing from a Smart. very young age. Put the kid to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so- I had been playing from a very young age and my mom is a violin teacher. So I I had quite a a good like friend group of people who were violinists and my age. So pretty much my parents got in contact with my violin playing friends, parents, and were like, hey, what's up? Like, our kids should do weddings together as a quartet. And they're like, yeah. How do we motivate them to practice? Oh, I don't know. Like, they're 12, so they're old enough to busk, let's put him outside on the street and get get him some gigs. 
And then that's that's what we started doing. Just, you know, four four twelve year olds just playing some wedding wet repertoire on the street. And then um I think that only happened about half a dozen times because, you know, everyone's schedule is different and uh sometimes it was a duo, but more and more I started to gain enough confidence that I would just play by myself. And then it just went from there. Hmm. Has anyone ever come up to you and be like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad you asked what my favorite song is. I'm a huge fan of Paganini. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. And when people ask me to play very hard classical songs, I just say, oh, wow, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know that one. I'm kind of more of a fiddler. And then they say, oh, OK. And they just, you know, either walk away or they're. They're like, oh, fiddler. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh. They just they like, uh, roll uh, away. Oh, so uh, <laughs> so you're a hillbilly is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, are those real cat? Do you know the banjo theme from Deliverance? Yeah. Are those real cat cut strings or can you not afford those? Oh. <laughs> Love your soul. <laughs> so yeah, if someone asks me to play a song that I do not know, it's usually, oh, I'm sorry, I don't play that genre, but I will definitely, you know, I'll, de- I'll definitely put it in my notebook of things to learn. Or, oh, sorry, I don't know that specific song, but I know this song from the same artist. Can I play that for you? And the thing is, if, like, there's there's no pressure, because if, if you don't like someone or if they're being, like, a dick, then you can be like, oh, sorry, like, bye, like, if... You know, there's there's really anyway here's toto africa yeah there's really no <laughs> pressure and usually people will throw money at despacito 100 percent. even <laughs> even like you know a billion years later i don't know what year it is anymore because it's uh, the the t- time is time is crazy right now so it's 20-ish. It's, it's 20-ish. Yeah, 20-ish. So people will always throw money for Devil Went Down to Georgia and yes. Despacito. Absolutely. And the Tetris theme. Really? There's more gamers than you think out there. <laughs> even if even if people don't recognize it, they'll throw money in and be like, huh, I, I recognize that theme. I think I, I used to... Like play a video game with that theme when I was a younger kid. Uh, what what is that? Oh, and then you know, oh my God, it's, it's Tetris. Pew pew pew. What about Uptown Funk? Is that as big with you as it is with Eric? Um, Uptown Funk is unless I'm telling someone that I'm playing Uptown Funk, it's such a big band piece that it's not as recognizable. But if uh if Someone's like, oh, can you play something hip and modern? I'm like, yeah. Do you want to hear Drake or Uptown Funk? Or they're like, oh, Uptown Funk? You can play that on violin. Like, oh, yeah, it has melody. So, (laughs) you know, it's like two notes, two, three notes for some of the passages. And they're like, oh, wow, here's some money. Hopefully. Best case scenario. Give him Rickroll, people. Um, Just hit him with never going to give you up. Full volume. While staring at them. Okay. Not blinking. Okay, so when people don't let me know what they want for their cocktail hour, I will put in 
some K-pop songs that sound like either jazz or funk. And on one of those songs, it sounds enough like Michael Jackson's Rock With You that halfway through, since I'm playing to kind of like quote-unquote karaoke tracks, there's this one song called Jibe Gajima that means like, don't go home. We're like, hey, baby, we're going to be together. Let's hang out, girl. So I play Michael Jackson's Rock With You over that. And then I play uh, the Rick Roll song. And usually people don't notice. But when they do notice, it's like one person in the crowd who's like, Hey, I see what you did. Same goes for all my nerd songs and JoJo themes. They'll be like, oh, is that, is that, is that yes? Is that a JoJo reference? Is that a JoJo (laughs) reference? I'm like, you're damn right it is. Some ASMR right there. I like it. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a question I hit everyone with, mm-hmm. and uh, no one ever knows that answer, and it's the best. Okay. And I hope Eric hasn't prepped you for it, because if he has, he's gonna be disappointed. Because I, I even stumped Eric for like a little I bit. Don't, okay. Which, as you know, is impressive. Yeah. Now we're not talking about plugging socials. We'll do that after. But give me like three things about Bridget that haven't come up in the interview, but you would like people to know about you. Oh, geez. Okay. So first of all. First of all, um, I can taste sound, and peop- I have synesthesia, and that's something I've talked about on like a few podcasts this year, actually. So I taste... Because we joked about that in the intermission, but you actually have synesthesia. Yeah, and that's how I... That's awesome. And that's how I... So when you get hungry, you can just play a tune? Right, yeah. <laughs> so I... I can go for some putsin. I, I taste the colors and the shapes that music and timbre make. That's awesome. And then I just okay. and then I just memorize that. Or they're like they're literally right in front of my face, kind of like if I was wearing like a Google Glass, I guess. And it just like mm-hmm. it's like an overlay in front of my face. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's the next part. And then I can kind of like slot myself in as the violinist into a band because I just know where everyone else's parts are and I can see the colors and I'm like, oh well, where does orange or red or you know, more like bright color. Where, where does the more bright color go in there? Oh, there's where it goes. Beep, beep, beep. And I just put it in and it's super, super easy. Barely an inconvenience. You got us stumped here. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know all about synesthesia. I just, I didn't know that that's actually something you experienced, which is really, really cool. I didn't know that other people couldn't taste colors and sounds until... I was in university because I just thought that's something that everyone can do. And I was trying to jam with my classical friends. I was like, yeah, <laughs> they can't, you know, that. just just pick out the notes. Like, here's the recording of the songs that I wanted of the song that I want to do. It's Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, who wants to be trumpet? Like, who wants to do the trumpet part? Who wants to do the lead vocals? Just like pick out. Pick out the the pick out the lines, you know. Like trumpets are orange, they're right there, right? Uh, vocals, they're up there. <laughs> you know, it's like reading sheet music, but you don't even need sheet music. It's so easy. Like ah, oh, uh, 
no, I don't, I don't do that. So that that's stupid. And uh, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wonder why people can't see the colors in front of their face. Uh, they're they're probably just lazy. <laughs> I just yeah. So that's that's one. The second fact is that I in the quarantine can t- have uh, in the quarantine I've developed a skill, and it's not a good skill. It's not something that will get me anywhere in life. I can turn any song into a song about how all dogs are the best dogs. <laughs> Sounds like a great, uh, wholesome skill to have, to be honest, in this time. Yeah. So, like, Uptown Funk. Every dog is the best dog, and I love dogs. Dogs. <laughs> dogs. Every dog is the best dog. Yeah. Every dog's the best dog, and I just love every dog. Yeah, too hot. Dogs, every dog's the best. Like it's it's not good. It's annoying, but I can't stop. <laughs> so wait, synesthesia-wise, what are the colors for the best dogs? Oh man, uh, just smiley faces. Obviously, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. Obviously, it's just smiley face emojis. <laughs> Just like an Instagram live when people like match the emoji and just like pops up and like rains the emojis, but it's that, but like forever. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're good. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one more. Oh, jeez. Other than tasting colors and just being annoying about dogs. About dogs. Oh, shit. You're already among the best answers we've gotten. <laughs> and it's not especially close. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Um, You're playing with house money. Yeah, okay. What's what's something else? Oh, man. We've already talked... Sucks for you that you gave away you're not a natural redhead. That would have been perfect. Yeah, like, we've already talked about the whole... Uh, the people wanting to see my feet thing. Jeez, uh, <laughs> what... <laughs> What else? I don't know what else there is. That's that's everything we need to know about Bridget Fiddle. Honestly, that's pretty much my life right there. <laughs> uh... And that's all we've ever needed. Yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, that's... go to the default, I always ask. Give me some of your favorite songs to play. Oh, man, okay. Or is that an even harder question? So hard. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the third thing is that I will get... <laughs> I will get obsessed with songs at the same time that I get obsessed with certain foods. And I don't know if that's a synesthesia uh. thing, but the other day I was just vibing to and it's very it's very um I, I think everyone does this, but you know, at certain times of year you have certain styles of of food, you know, in the colder months it's like, yeah, soup you know, winter squash, all that stuff. And you just kind of naturally totally. crave it, I guess. For mm-hmm. me, it's, you know, I was listening to a lot of Stravinsky and a lot of just Ooh, yeah. like deep, dark music. But at the same time, I was, I just couldn't stop making and like wanting to perfect this recipe for cabbage and turkey soup. And it just go it just went together and just, you know, after three three weeks after I was just listening to like the Firebird every single day and just just 
just vibing to Stravinsky, fam. Uh, just one day, I just decided, okay, that's enough. What's the next thing? And then the next thing this hit me, and it's like, oh, wow. I remember that one song I used to listen to, like, 12 years ago. Uh, Nancy Ajra. I'm like, uh, yeah, dub, dub, wadella. And I'm like, huh, okay. And it, it, I don't choose it, but it's like, now I'm obsessed with, like, Arabic music and, like, Pakistani music and just, like, Pakistani mm. Arabic pop music cool now i have this these songs in my head from like this specific genre or the specific culture or you know and what's the new food that kind of pairs well with them okay um it's gonna be like fish and like winter squash that's what i'm craving for my food and that's what i'm going to keep making for the next month at least like Every second dinner is going to be this one thing. Every second musical thing that I listen to is going to be some kind of Middle Eastern pop song. And that's not really interesting. It's, some people do wine pairings, and you do music food pairings. Yeah, and it's <laughs> there's a business idea there. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's it's not voluntary. I'll just get just obsessed with certain recipes. I was eating, like, egg shakshuka, I think it's called. Like, where you kind of poach eggs in and... Tomato sauce type? Yeah, thing? you poach eggs or... in tomato sauce. And I was obsessed with Boku no Hero Academia's opening theme music. And I would just, like, play the anime music at the same time I was, like, making this thing for breakfast every single day. And then it just, as soon as it starts, it just goes away i'm like okay cool what's the next food that will be in my fridge for the next three (laughs) weeks to a month okay let's let's go you had me at stravinsky you lost me at poaching eggs and tomato sauce Uh, that is out of my zone okay it's actually really good it's i I believe you it's like having the best part if you put like some some cheese in there it's like having the best part of like pizza without the crust it's just like eating like eating pizza are you ready for a hot take yeah the crust is the best part fight me oh my god (laughs) fight me wait 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 but for shakshuka you can also like eat it on toast so if you like were to say i don't know make garlic bread and put that on the garlic bread for breakfast oh oh no okay okay yeah okay okay i see you well played, Bridget. Well played. <laughs> I I gotcha. I pre-make my 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 garlic, my roast garlic. I gotcha. Oh my gosh! I'm Apparently, ready. we need to hang out more. Is what I'm getting from this. Yeah, <laughs> garlic. yeah, garlic should bring uh, us you, together. Uh, do you not infuse your own uh, garlic olive oil, or <laughs> am I hanging out with noobs? Kitchen noobs. I am here. a food noob, hundred percent. Oh no. Oh, yeah, no, I eat huh? breakfast most of the meals. Oh, yeah, I mean, breakfast like, is Breakfast for breakfast, part. lunch for lunch, and breakfast for dinner. That's, like, my go-to. Yeah, Eggs. I mean, everyone's like, breakfast is the best part of the day. Cool, let's have it for the whole day, then. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's what I do. Why not? Eggs all the time. There's a reason I, like, shoehorned eggs into my D&D campaign. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's mostly what I eat. I, I, my mom has called me the egg monster before. Wow. Yeah, it's true. Uh, hit us with the socials. Where can people find you? 
Yeah. So on YouTube at the moment, my name is Bridget O'Regan. Uh, I haven't changed that yet. I probably will soon. So, um, yeah. My name is. Bridget they can find Are you we... if they search "cosplay girl fiddle." Honestly, yeah. If you search "cosplay girl violin," you will find me on YouTube. On all my other socials, it is Bridget Fiddle. That's literally my name: B R I G I T and Fiddle. Beep. Just together like that. Yeah. The link is awesome. also in the description, guys. But of course. Eh, oui, oui. Oui, oui. I could not have asked for a better guest to end our guest series for the year. We're going into a break uh, after we record just a Me and Nico podcast next week. You're the perfect way to end it. You're an incredible storyteller. You're an incredible violin player. You're just a funny person all around. And if you've got to this point of the podcast and you haven't shot her a follow on all the social media you use, what are you doing? Bridget, thank you so much for being on the pod. It was my pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for uh, hearing me ramble on about things for an hour and a half. It's, that is what we do on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we get a different rambler every week. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Bye. And there we have it for our last guest of this run of episodes. How are we feeling for the first uh, 14 guests we've had? It's been quite the run, isn't it? It's been, it's been pretty good guests, honestly, yeah. for a, a startup podcast with, a, you know, zero initial audience exactly. and just from the ground up. I, I, I yeah, like this season one has been uh, everything that I, I would have hoped for if you asked me at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure this is something we'll get into next week when we do Most. our yearly wrap-up slash Just Me and You episode. Yes, sir. But, uh, That's for sure. It's been solid. And let's be honest here. I am hard carrying the guests. Yeah, obviously. It's only you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean like the, the booking. It's like, aside from, I think, Connor, Kai, and Toby, it's all just been like... Exactly. Either friends of mine or friends of yours. Yes, yeah, 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 that's for sure. But that's how you start, you know? You get the people yeah. that you know the most and you're comfortable with to get on the podcast. And then you feel the vibe and you go, okay, that's how you invite people on podcasts. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting the hang of it. And I'm scouting for people that, um, like, I like to try to meet new people on the podcast. It's great, yeah. too. Yeah. So. And uh, it's good. But the bad news is I'm out of friends now. You're out of friends too. I have no more friends. I guess it's getting season two is going to be just you and me for how many episodes? I don't know. It might have to be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see in 2021, but I think it wraps up the year very well. Um, me too. I'm excited to see what we where we could bring this, and I'm excited if we could bring this podcast maybe outside at one point. How I about, mean, I would love to finally get some in person episodes going. How like how much better would the the inter or I mean it's been we've been doing it great I think for what it is, but uh, the interactions yeah. have a potential to be uh, that much better. And just the audio quality, which you guys know I'm kind of a stickler for. Yeah, well, that's thanks to you. We can listen to podcasts, obviously. Well, I try. <laughs> yeah, we've had some ones that we've had to really salvage. But uh, no, it's it's been a good adventure so far, and I look forward to, uh, to getting some more people going in 2021, and uh, especially a vaccine. Yeah.
obviously. What are we plugging this week? What do we got? We got the Twitch on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, D&D at 7 p.m. on your channel on Wednesdays. It's freaking my hype week moment. And uh, I'm always on Discord and shit, so hit me up whenever you want. And that's pretty much it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, this is dropping on a Tuesday, but hopefully you watched some Divinity yesterday. If not, I'm sure it was still fun because it's Divinity. It is. I hope we can move forward a little bit and get, uh, as I said in the intro, we like get uh, our put our marks on the same target. Yes, it it would help. I do like the exploration aspect. And there's a certain point where it's like, guys, help. That's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, been uh, pretty fun. It's like, oh, I did this again. Okay. <laughs> we're all coming. I was just like, oh, can you stop murdering people? Like, we're trying to progress the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's hope we can, uh, like, have common expectations or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll do that. Aside from that, don't know how much streaming I'm going to do. It's uh, it's picking up a little bit at work. So I'm going to be a little bit on the busy side. But nice. Uh, are you... I'll still be around. And if you shoot me a message, I'll get back to it eventually. I'm actually just taking advantage of this time. Are you, do you have special streaming plans for the Christmas time? Or are we keeping it under wraps until until we feel it? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll stream more. I'm not committing to anything. Yeah, me. I'm, I have the, the hunch to like get a Christmas stream going or something. But I just wanted yeah. to ask and uh, and feel the feel the vibe. But I I'm expecting anyways in Quebec, uh, our COVID rules are like don't go see your family. So yeah, um, I'm gonna be more at home and have less. Christmas is gonna be less less lit than usual. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll be on Twitch a little more. Maybe. <laughs> um. Yeah, I certainly don't have any any giant plans. Uh, I'll be at my computer as i normally am on my days off. i also want to get back into shape a little bit i want to do some like cool. holiday workouts because i i straight up do not have the time or energy yeah that's fair like i'll work out once a week which is not enough to stay in shape but it's better than nothing exactly you're That's moving a, you probably a do a lot off. more steps than you used to though so that can compensate well, more or less because of all oh. the restrictions i'm basically uh working from behind a desk which i i don't prefer yeah oh that makes sense okay well hopefully but, uh it's the only way i can keep doing what i do yeah i'll be behind you if you need motivation and you'll motivate me whenever you do it too so that's it plus uh as part of my christmas gifts i did get a nice new smartwatch which mm. has google fit integration which is uh like the heart rate monitor is not as good as a fitbit but the everything else is way better oh nice so. i hope you enjoy it yeah so maybe that'll be my motivation to keep working out because i don't know if they took the feature out but i read something how it can like track reps and stuff like that Sheet. that's kind of cool that'd be cool so yeah, we'll see how that goes and if that's able to motivate me a little more. But uh, no, until then, you guys know my schedule. I uh, I might be doing some more like learning solos on stream because I had a lot of fun with that Pink Floyd solo. That's nice. Yeah, it seems like good content too. You're learning. So at the end of the day, you're like, if no one was here, I don't care. I win, I win at freaking Pink Floyd solos. Yeah, because it, it's weird. I'm, I'm very goal-oriented. Yeah. And I'm also very stubborn. So I think it was after we recorded the podcast, I had a like unannounced stream where I just said like, I'm not ending the stream until I nail this solo. Mm-hmm. That's how and you're going to get your 24 takes. hour stream somehow. <laughs> no faith, my friend. No faith. <laughs> uh, 52 takes took me about an hour and that was after four days of learning, but it was the guitar solo that I've been wanting to learn my whole life. And now I just know it. Like hey. I don't even need the tabs in front of me. I don't need the notes. I just got it. Let's go accomplishments 100 yeah so that's fun turns out i can actually play guitar it's weird yeah well after all these years it kind of pays out right yeah. who knew who knew
Hey, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, next week, like we said, it's just going to be me and Nico. We're going to do like our yearly wrap-up thing. Maybe we'll talk about like our, our Spotify most listened, our top games, top movies, stuff like that. Just kind of a yearly wrap-up. Those are some of my favorite podcast episodes to listen to. So hopefully we can put together something that's uh, that's worth listening to you. Oh, yeah. Tune Until in. Until then. It'll be good. I hope so. Until so. then, just stay the heck away from everyone, all right? Just, just, just do it. The vaccine's on the way. England's, they're starting their vaccinations probably as you're listening to this. It's happening, guys. It's happening. Just, just get through that last little patch. We'll be all right. Take care, guys.